Shut up and sit down. Strava needs no introduction, but I will give it one anyway. Part activity tracker, part social media network, part route planner, part archive of billions of bike rides. Strava KOMs or QOMs are quite possibly the most sought after accolades in all of cycling. You are listening to the Dial Podcast with Strava's host Natalie Graham, Evan Price, Lance Hepler, and Jake Bonduri. If it ain't on Strava, it didn't happen. This is serious, mate. This is a KOM, not leading you out. It's a group ride. There's no such thing as a group ride. Five underhand ways in which you can take your local Strava KOM. Use motor pacing. Try getting your Garmin out, launching it at the last portion of the climb. Wait for strong winds. Where's the wind at? You should just jump in your car. Then why not get an e-bike? Because that way, you still kind of only half keep it. Hi, and welcome back to the Dial Podcast. I am Jake Vondering, and I'm here with Lance Muted Hepler. <laughs> Puka de Gallo, Puka right? Puka de Gallo. <laughs> You're listening. Pleasure. <laughs> Come up with this stuff. Uh, Jake came up with that. We'll okay. get to that. Okay. <laughs> I think it has to do with you puking is my first guess. What do you think? I think what? so. I think I got what? Lance you, puking you again? Have, you must have ridden hard this weekend. <laughs> On the recovery ride. Of course. Uh, Zone two. Zone or two, you guys. just ate before. I had. <laughs> Way too soon. I was not planning on the recovery ride happening. It's going to be a good backpedal. <laughs> Gonna be a good backpedal, people. Excited for this one already. To Lance's left, Evan Price with all of his drinks and eats. Yeah, so we're not even gonna ask what we're all drinking today. Today, you got, I am, you got I'm, multiple drinks. I'm eating Some from people just bring one. All drink. of our sponsors today. Okay. So we have a gas station right next door that sponsors Paul and me. Uh, <laughs> market sandwiches, their chicken Caesar wrap. That's gone. So Hold up, how was it? Smell, oh, it was delicious. You, you probably go to this place every now and then. And Paul eats there I mean, all the time, and you both are really fast. <laughs> I, What's up with uh, Sinclair? Do we need to get like some sort of team sponsorship? I go there once a week. I think it's because they pack the protein into their chicken Caesar wrap. 35 grams. I'm not sure if that's true or not. It's probably a guess. Did you, but did you do a workout this morning? You need your protein? I did. I rode the bike this morning. How it was it? It felt great. Yeah. Okay. We'll did. Get, I guess I'm, I'm yeah, jumping we'll into your back pedal. Excuse me. I'm trying to list, list our sponsors here, Matt. Uh, second, Gardettos. I'm, Gardettos. He's if, if you're choosing between Chex Mix roll and your Gardettos. R's. Roll your R's. Gardettos. 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 If you're choosing between Chex Mix and Gardettos, definitely go with Gardettos, okay? Jake, Jake's pet peeve is mouth sounds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bye for now, folks. <laughs> so if all of a sudden Evan's sound gets cut off, it's because he's yeah. crunching the Gardettos. If I'm mid-sentence and, just, and I just get chopped off, we know that's why. Quality since 1932. Wow. Pre-World you know War II. So you know it's probably good. Or, you know, hopefully. Uh, next, my energy drink sponsor, no. Ghost. Ghost. Please that's, reach out to me, Ghost. That's God, a standard. Please. That's a standard please, one. Please reach out to me, Ghost. Did you drink one of these before your race this weekend? Uh, no, I, I I had a Red Bull. I'm sorry, Ghost. Red, Red but Bull. Ghost, if you reach out and sponsor me, I will drink you before the race for yeah. sure. And yeah. Is that one serving that that giant can there? Uh, it's one serving for me. For no, I, no, no, it says one. Serving. Oh, is it one serving? How many ounces is that? Like twenty something? Twenty ounces? Ten calories. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's twenty ounces. I think. Yeah. Gotcha. And then you got the even bigger. Uh, the Razzleberry. Six, the sixteen tea. Sixteen ounce. I meant to get an Arizona cream. tea. I'm mm. sorry, Arizona tea. I've given a bit shout out to Arizona tea out here because they're still ninety nine cents. Yep. This was a dollar nineteen. So peace mm. tea. I'm sorry, you're not you're not Arizona tea. It's cheap. Yeah. Going yeah. big. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. But last but not least, Matt Legrand. What's up, ladies and gentlemen of the internet? You guys are looking puke-tastic. <laughs> That's Did you guys brush your teeth after the puking incident? <laughs> With your finger? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Lance I just laughed at myself. Okay. Because what What do you do? You should back. You should probably backpedal. <laughs> you should probably tell let's, us the story let's now. Let's hear Lance's first. Hold on, really Matt, what are you drinking this. over there? Um, San yeah. Pellegrino. San oh, Pelle, it's Pellegrino. Oh. Yeah. Do you, do you drink that with your pinky up? That's uh, Italian yeah. for I'm better for than you guys. expensive yeah. seltzer water? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, it's, take, take a sip of that, but make sure you put your pinky up high when you drink that. All right, there, there you, you go. go. Point that pinky. Mm, mm. <laughs> Pellegrino is Italian I, for tastes, high class. It tastes better than you guys. That's what it means. For sure. All right, last time we were on here, it was Thursday. We we did a, a, a one day turnaround on a Thursday instead of doing our normal Monday with a podcast coming out on Wednesday. And that was so we could do all the tour talk. So our sh- our backpedal should be somewhat short, but there was a race in there. Yep. Yes. Attended by our own Evan Bryce. I was there. Yes. Evan. Oh, do I get to go first? You get to go first this week. Oh, oh here we go. We're gonna hold the puke hold story. The puke story. We're gonna people <laughs> really tune in for that one. Gotta hold it over now, them. Yeah. Here, here would be the, no one the, cares about the, the race. Cool, <laughs> the cool curveballs. If I had puked at the end, too, I'd be like, we got two puke stories. I did not. You're puke. clearly not working hard enough. I felt. I felt there was. A, I need to work harder on my recovery. Right. Maybe, if I, maybe if I'm gonna match Lance. Instead of instead of Red Bull before your ride, we can find some other things for you to take a pizza. in. Yeah. Garditos. Garditos <laughs> mid race. <laughs> With maybe a ghost energy drink ghost to energy. wash can, it down. We can figure something out. <laughs> okay, so uh, after this podcast on Thursday, I got ready for a race in Salem, Oregon. Iron Man decided to plug a race into Salem, Oregon. Not sure why. Um, I'm going to offend somebody on here because I'm sure we have a listener who's like from Salem. Yeah. Uh, hot take. I don't think Salem's a cool town. There was Not a, a fan. surprisingly large number of like uh, pot stores or oh, whatever yeah. they call those dispensaries. Yeah. Yeah. dispensaries. Yeah, dispensaries. It's it, not was, a, it was like every single it's not a, block. It's not a town to take the kids. I wouldn't like, you know, if we're like family vacation. It is right on the Willamette I, River. I it I is the kid, yeah. uh, state capital of the great state of Oregon. Yeah. Yeah. Don't know how that the happened, capital but. building is. <laughs> Get this. My kid, we roll in there. We're looking at the capital. That's the state capital there. Looks like a Dundee award. That's what he told me. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like... That's I an raised, awesome I raised reference. my kid right. You're like, I like Sam, that is right. the coolest thing you've ever said. Yeah, that's what he said. I was like, yeah, it does kind of look like a Dundee award. <laughs> that is too funny. Yeah, so um, outside of there being a race there, mm-hmm. I mean, I, there's no reason I'd ever go to Salem, Oregon, just to be completely honest. But the race course itself is very nice because it goes through the rolling kind of country area yes. like vineyards and all this vineyards stuff and all that's there. outside of yeah. old Salem, which yeah. is a really beautiful area. Cause it I love, cool. I love rural areas personally, especially for bike riding. Like that's where I came from. So I love that, that rural, like out sprawling areas. So the race itself, um, we had, we had a boys weekend, which was an absolute blast. Uh, Cassie was gone for a bachelorette party in Bend. Uh, Wait, so this is like her second bachelorette party or what? She's got a lot of friends, man. I have like somebody I have else's like, bachelorette party. Uh, yeah, somebody else's bachelorette party. She's not a bachelorette anymore. It's, I know. Yeah, so it's, it's a little late. Taking a side gig to buy all these uh, wedding presents. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, like I'm, I like, I have, I have like you guys and maybe one friend outside. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I mean, I, yeah. I don't have friends. So Cassie has like <laughs> everybody <laughs> likes Cassie. So she has like a wedding every single weekend, basically. Yeah, it's like you guys and Kit. That's basically it. And then, and Kit'll take anybody. And Kit, yeah, yeah. And Kit's <laughs> and, and Kit does it as charity work. I'm pretty sure he counts as volunteer <laughs> hours hanging out with me. So <laughs> he's hanging out with a special kid. Yeah, he is. He's, he's taking me to tell you right this week. He's taking me to tell you right. He's taking me to tell you right for my birthday. He hasn't told me what we're doing yet. <laughs> is this is this tell you right on your birthday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on my birthday. Oh, my God. That's how I like to spend my birthday, you dying are... at altitude. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to die on my birthday. Okay. 
But anyway, so we um, it's gonna be we me Josh and Ari Clow came down to we he's living in Seattle now. If anybody follows Ari Clow's YouTube channel, um, he's he puts on great videos. He really does. And if you don't follow, you definitely should because if you want to look into uh, the life of a young pro triathlete. Yeah. And somebody who, in my opinion, really is struggling, and I want to, you know, like isn't really right. supported by anybody. He is doing yeah. this himself and doing it the be very best he can, and puts on good videos. Mm -hmm. um, go and follow his channel. You know, makes I know his own music. Makes his own music. Really He's cool. very musically talented. Yep. How yeah. do you spell it? Uh, A R I. Yep. And then his last name is K L A U. Okay. Yeah. Um, but he came down and stayed with us. It was a lot of fun. Me, Josh, and Ari kind of hanging out as a group of three guys all about a decade apart. So it was yeah. funny, right. <laughs> funny to see how... It's like 40, 30, and 20, basically. Yeah, basically. Yeah, it was right, right around that, that range. You had it all covered. We had, we had the whole thing covered. But, Wait, um, he has a big, terrible uh, mustache. Yeah, he does. With just going to ask. Handlebar mustache funny, with the little funny curlies. Thing, funny and thing is, Lance, it, so it so reminded me of your mustache, and I was reminded of how <laughs> not good mine is. But I we had he... our check-in lady at the hotel mistaked me for him once. She really liked him and was like definitely trying to get his number. Side story. That's oh, wow. She definitely right. was. And I walked by once and she's like, what, did you clip your wings? And she gives me this look. She thought I was Ari. Yeah. I looked back laughing at her. I was like, <laughs> I was like, you're looking wrong guy. She was like, oh my God, you're not the, I was like, no, I'm not. Evan, I'm what's it going to take for us to get you some wings, buddy? It's, this is. He's I mean, trying. You just gotta let right it go. Let's Lance, Lance coach you through it. Just let okay, it. Just let it go. Okay, you gotta go to. through the ugly duckling stage. Well, I know. It takes and, a I, while. and I need to start using some wax <laughs> because You're there's a beautiful mustache stage. <laughs> very stuck in this. The ugly duck. There's an ugly <laughs> duckling stage before you become beautiful. It's the, all. It's my, all ugly. My, my it's ugly all duckling ugly. stage is going on three years. years is the you got thirty years of ugly duckling stage. Knock knees and a bad mustache. When will I be hot? We'll have to get Ari on the podcast for that one. We do. We need, question. We, we need somebody in their twenties to tell me how to how to be hot because I'm I'm not. You so. know, Ari's yeah. had that. He's, he's a <laughs> this has been Mustache Talk, brought to you by Ghost Soda. Yes, thank uh, you. <laughs> Ari's actually had that those wings longer than you have. Uh, he has so since before. That's you been had his them. thing for a bit. And he's it only twenty. He's like rocking that. Okay, like high school is rocking the. Well, he had it in college, so yep. I had mine for a year and then I gave up. He's Although probably. my son has it now. No what? Oh my God, Lake's growing a mustache. Oh, what big, is your wife think about that? He's got big old wings. Actually, oh my God, yes. I hope Can that be the picture this. of this podcast is Lake's mustache? <laughs> I hope nobody's listening to this, my family, because Brandy's like, it actually kind of looks good on Lake. Yes. Whoa. Lake, what? keep it going, Lake. Lake, you might not be listening, but Lake's if you not are. Listening to this. Lake, if you're listening. He's on a boat in the middle of the... Oh, yeah. Colorado, yeah. Colorado River. River yeah. He's the coolest guy in Colorado. He's got a massive mustache and he lives on a boat. Kinda, if you're like a river tour guide, <laughs> you that's kind of cool. Mustache. kind of cool. Absolutely. If you're just some old cyclist, no. It's it's, cr cool. it's creepy. It's, it's, it's not cool. Okay, how about we get it's to like, the race? Okay, anyway, <laughs> so we're, we're fast. We're fast, this is important. fast forward in the race. This is important. <laughs> so anyway, we're going to Salem and, you know, we're all feeling good. The swim's going to be super fast. Uh, the start is at like 6.15 a.m. for the pro field. And which is ridiculously early start. We had to be out of transition at 545. Whoa. And in my head, I'm like, why don't I just bike race? Those races start at like 9 a.m., which is a way more comfortable time to start. But anyway, slept very poorly the night before, um, like usual. So wake up feeling great, shove some caffeine in the system, and I have enough adrenaline to like take on a bull at that point. So go down the race menu. We have to jog a mile and a half to the race start. 
And like, oh yeah, they yeah. had real problems last year with and, like. And the profit, we we, we had like to start way early, people. like way early. So we had to start at six fifteen. So a, a mile and a half barefoot jog down there, which was fine, but kind of funny, honestly. It I was, feel like you should have brought some like throwaway shoes or something. Yeah, it would have been a good idea. Hindsight being twenty twenty. Well, but next year. Yep, next year. So uh, we get down there. It's a downstream swim, but to be honest with how I knew this swim was going to work out is it was going to be an absolute battle to try to get into a big group because this race was going to be the the battle of bike packs, basically. So we start the race. Uh, it was a pretty violent start, actually, just because guys were kind of bunched together. We were all having to fight against the current a little bit to get out to the first buoy. They moved us um, more to the right because they didn't want us in the really strong current. So as much as we all thought this swim was going to be like insanely, it was still fast, but it was not like oh, quite been, as insanely fast. Like it would have been fun to see Metzler come out in like 12 minutes so or something like that. Further Wait, did, left you were, the faster you were. Basically. Yes. And they shoved us to the right. Uh, apparently did, did any pots not show up. No, he did not. Okay. So pots and TO did not show up. Yeah. Um, now there were quite a few age groupers that broke this rule from what I heard and we're just swimming yeah. straight over to the left cause you know, do, 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 do what you want, I guess, do. but there's yeah. refs looking at us. So we were all having to be in this line, mm. um, made for a front race. I actually positioned myself well in my group. I realized that the swim became just, there was a big front pack, a couple stragglers, and then this backpack basically, which was pretty big. It was like 10 of us. And I realized I wanted to position myself further up this group. So I was like, I'm going to keep on fighting to stay at the front. And I realized what I'm, as much as my swimming needs to keep on improving, what's actually going well is I fight really well in the water. And that might be because I don't come from endurance sports. Like I'm very good with physical contact in sports, at least, even though I'm not a quick twitchy guy. So I realized that actually positioned me well. I sat on the second or the first guy's feet the entire time. And anybody, anytime anybody would come in, I'd throw a bow at them or well, kick super hard <laughs> and kept my position. And that worked because when we hit transition, it's a long run up. Yeah. So it's like a, uh, uh, if you're, if you're sprinting, it's like, it was like going to be a three or four minute transition. So I got out of the water and I was actually with all these young guys, I was the first guy in and out of transition. I knocked out transition on like three thirty, which was flying. You're ahead of Ari at that point. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I, he's a decent swimmer for being new to swimming. Yeah. And he's, and he's also a very fast runner through trans. I mean, the guy's yeah. incredibly fast on the run. So I knew that was a card of mine to play. I'm like, all right, I don't have many cards this race, but I'm going to play this one. Got on the bike, legs feeling great, and unfortunately for me, that meant one bad thing is I was, I think, a minute, minute and a half off of the group that developed in front of us, which defined the race. That was a group of like 12 guys, and they were moving quickly in a group of, yeah. in a draft pack of 12. So and they you were, couldn't quite get there. We tried. So the yeah. problem is, is that nobody was going to be able to ride with me from the group I just came out of yeah. because I was hammering. So you were alone. So I was alone. Ari came up in the first five minutes next to me. And we, I mean, like we're talking the whole time. We looked at each other. We're like, right now, let's go. Like this we is gotta it. Go. We got to go right now. So Ari was saying we were pushing like. No, we were like in the 340 range for a while to start there, like hammering, like minute pulls, little tar knowledge. We should have waited a little longer. You Hasio was behind us, who is a super strong cyclist too, and usually has to do what we have to do. But you was pacing himself very well through the race and decided talking with him after race, he was like, I decided you guys were moving too fast to start with. So I held back. And then he actually ended up catching us at the end of the bike because yeah. he paced himself he paced perfectly. Himself yeah. Power meters help with that. Evan. Yes, I know. Well, this was what we talked about after the races. I had a card I wanted to play and it was trying to make that mid pack group. Mm -hmm. When we hit the turnaround, we were only two and a half minutes back on them. So we, we, we were close when we were pushing, but we were not able to quite bridge. We brought back stragglers and passed on the stragglers. 
But we worked together all the way until we hit this last climb coming back in at like mile 45. You came by us. Yeah. And I latched on to you, and Ari had to drop back. So that now, let me be clear: you're yeah. not drafting; you're pacing with yes. somebody. You're like yes. you're like ten meters back, Eight, six bike lengths exactly out of yeah. the quote <coughs> yeah. draft, um, draft zone. zone. And I will but, say, but, me, you're, but you're helping pace each other. There are, and I'm going to start talking about this more directly. And guys, do this now. I'll I'll make one one thing clear is that I have to get better at swimming instead of complaining about this because this is what racing is now. But what frustrates me is there was a bike ref with me and Ari the entire race, and I get it because we were technically the the chase pack in this in this race because it was literally a front pack and then us and then everybody else behind us. Yeah. So we were. I mean, if there was ever a no man's land, we were in no man's land. It was like out of thirty guys or whatever. I think actually started the race. Not thirty guys finished, but thirty guys started. Uh, we were like. 15th and 16th at this point. Uh, yeah. So we were literally in no man's land, which stinks. But when we get to the turnaround, we see the group and they're within somewhat striking distance. But at that pace and moving, that's a big gap to form. Yeah. And I'll be honest, when I saw them, so we have our ref with us and there were two refs with that group. Apparently these were like the only three motos on the course. Somehow there was only one draft panel the entire day in that group. And it was on Kenneth Peterson, who's probably the best cyclist in that group, which to me is BS because you yeah. know Kenneth was probably pulling the entire time until he broke away from them. So they, when I come by, the the two motos are right there, and there are like five guys in this group within two meters of each other. I mean, and so I look at our moto and I'm like, what on God's great? Like, are they are they are they even watching them? And she's kind of laughing at me. She's like, I she just puts her arms up. She's like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm like, well. And she, we talked, I actually talked to that ref after her. She was like, well, you and uh, the other guy, she was talking about Ari, and you were like very well spaced the entire I was like, yeah, because you were with, like, you're right gonna there. Follow the of rules. course, we're going to follow the and rules. Even if you we're, we're just there. waiting for you to turn your then, head or sneeze or something. All you had to do was drop I mean, back. And really, there, there are guys in the field. There are guys in the field, and I definitely put myself in this book. Is uh, I mean, the rules are there for a reason. I'm going to race to the rules even when they're not there. Ari does too. You definitely You You doesn't even ask for pulls. He just like goes through and is just, he just keeps pushing. You're like, all right, man, this is the pace we're holding no matter what. <laughs> and like, there's another guy, Travis Wood takes a lot of fair pulls in that big group. Kenneth Peterson sits on the front and will hammer. I mean, it's just, you, you have some guys who will sit in draft and it is, it's a, there's a, there's a lot of guys who, when they post their rides, you can look at their normalized power and know. Just, yeah. yeah, right. This, let me put it this you way. Did not pull. I had to push north of 300 watts by yeah. use. We go off use numbers to see where, where we're at. So you just need a power meter, man. I do. I, do. I know a Sometimes, place. I know. I, I have one. I have one. So I train meter. with it. So uh, I, I decided to race with no computers this race. I'll, that's a different story. But there's, it was basically. Don't you know stinky technology? We had to. Put, Grandpa Evan. I know. I know. Out on the race course. It's, it's my. Get it's, off my lawn with your technology. It's the it's a spiritual part of me with endurance sports that won't let me do it just yet. Next year, we'll, it, it'll be different. But it's so like I mean, uh, for for example, judging, I'm having to push by my sundial. I feel God. like we're doing we're doing pretty we're making pretty good time today. We're, we're doing 400 watts right now according to the sundial. Sundial. <laughs> so it feels like 400 watts. So what's, I have what's to, weird is he's getting all these numbers from his friends. He's like, what are we doing? What are watts? That's literally what I'm asking the entire time. I don't know what your watts are at. <laughs> My watch are at 400. <laughs> my watch are at 400. We should probably ease up. Now, Ari, Ari did tell me that my pace was better. When he had to come past me, I we, we need to have a better, better system on like relaxing off because the passes are strong. Right. Like he was having to go like 360 to, to, to 380 get to get ahead 
mm, each yeah. time fairly, which is a lot. But I mean, you know, so normalized power, let's say, was three three hundred three oh five. Cool that you guys you, could work together. A little you bit. was three oh five. Yeah. Yeah. So you you was three oh five and. I was probably a little bit more in Ari because me and you pushed because we knew Ari's fast runner. Let's drop him now. So at, yeah. at this last hill, we dropped him and Ari was struggling a little bit on the bike. He said afterwards, but I mean, for how much he was struggling on the bike there, his next move was, was amazing. But so we get out ahead and I'm like, cool, we're probably going to have like a minute on him coming out of transition. Maybe Ooh, at most. Bit, yeah. uh, and the, the problem was, is with how fast that mid group was going, we come out of transition. We're like three, four minutes back on that mid group and to run them down after the effort we had to put in on the bike. This is where the, the pro racing is so different than age group. Cause you're not quote unquote racing your own race. You can't race your own race. Yeah. If you race your own race, you're gonna not win then because you have to race that. However, the race is playing out that day, which is the toughest part. So you, you get off, you're like four minutes behind these guys. And some of these guys sat in and they put out 240 for the two hours. Yeah. Meanwhile, me and you put out 305 for that time. It's like there's a massive difference in effort. So we get off. There's just more arrow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, their CDA is great. And so anyway, it was. Um, so you get to the run. Yeah, we get to the run. Uh, had a really good T2. So I come out ahead of you and I start putting some um, uh, time into them actually right away. So I hit like mile three. And I was averaging 540 pace, which it's so funny how quick and go south. In my head, I hit the 5K and I was like, today's the day. I'm like, feeling good. Feeling this good. is it. This is it. I'm going to run down the field in front of me and I'm I'm going to battle for top 10 today. Because I think I was like 13th or 14th at this time. So I'm like, neat. I, we're, we're battling for a good position today. Um, then I hit mile five and Ari came by me like I was standing still. And I realized, oh, crap, I'm moving slower now. I didn't even realize I was moving slower. You know, um... If you had a watch on, you've been able to know. <laughs> you have a watch you on your wrist right now. Were you not wearing down. that? I, put, I took it on the run, and then for whatever reason, something in my head said, don't use it. So I didn't even turn it on. Why? Don't know. Don't know. You used the sundial, though, right? Don't know. Um, no lie. I'm not making this up. I was looking at the time of day on to my guess, watch. Like, figure out what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. but I, hear I was you. doing enough math in my head that I knew when I had started right yeah. there. So I was able to do the math and the math was keeping my mind busy at least. Who do we need to talk to to have a conversation with you? Obviously, none of us around here <laughs> have any not, influence on you. Do we need we to call not, Kit? Do you need to call your mom and your dad? <laughs> Cassie? Just get Cassie on it. Okay, Cassie? Just get Cassie on it. Please yeah. talk gonna, to Evan. I'm going to go switch out your pedals on your race bike and then you're going to have to do work to well, change them off. I was I was, I was being I was being made fun of that. I I decided... It's still in the travel case. It doesn't matter. I trained to lactate even, but for whatever reason on race day i just i want to not have the date in my head but i, I need to start having the date in my head this this race proved that and i well, learned a lesson i just I think did. like you should have a limit be like i'm not gonna go over 400 yes, watts that like, is no spiky spiky yes, stuff that is going into santa cruz as the next race that is absolutely i'm racing with power and i'm racing with the time watch too and, so, and have a rule like you don't have yeah. to be like i'm gonna hold 300 watts you can just be like i just there's don't gotta go, be a ceiling just don't go over 400 yeah or it could be yeah. that's too much right or don't run you know, I more than 530 pace. Yes, I exactly. can't go yeah. over 530 pace for these first yeah. hour. Yeah. How do you handle your, your fueling too when you do all of this? I mean, are you pretty... Um, pretty time-based on it, yeah. but uh, I go by distances. Okay, because you could be using kilojoules yeah. in terms of like maybe fueling yourself yes. a little bit differently to yeah uh but but how i train it's it's i know where my ranges are while i'm training so i know like at 280 watts i need to be taking in this many carbs per hour so like i just know in the race that then every 10 mile like a flat race is easy because you can time you you know you're basically hitting the mile markers at the same time intervals yeah. so that's that that's how i did it in this race um fueling might have been an issue towards the other but i really do think it was my dumb pacing through the first 
three, four miles that made me pay the rest of the race. So, well, probably in some spikes on the bike and stuff, yeah, all that it was, stuff, but that's okay. Well, and this was, you know, at, at the end of the day, talking with Ari after it was smart. He, he knew what card he wanted to play. He wanted to have a fast run mm-hmm. and I knew what card I wanted to play. I wanted to try and make that mid pack on the bike. So I played right. my card and it didn't work, you know, it's yeah. basically, so it's just, you know, you, you, you get through the race. I'm not bummed about the race. I know the fitness is there. I just knew. Yeah. All right, if I want to push that hard on the bike to make the mid pack, I might have a bad run. So, did so. you just slow down a little bit, or did you spectacularly blow up? Um, Your splits didn't look. It that wasn't. Bad. It wasn't as spectacular as was in my head. In my head, I thought like, <laughs> trust me, there's all that like negative talk. It was funny because yeah. Ari after the race was saying he's like, man, I felt like I was running happy that entire time. Like I felt joyful, and I would joke with him. I was like, man, I felt that way at Oceanside. You know what I felt like this time? That voice came in my head was like, you suck, man. Oh, my God, you suck so bad. Why are you even racing in the pro division? You are worthless. Like, just so much negative talk. So much negative talk. But you only lost, like, three or four spots, right? Yeah, I mean, it was, it's, it's, I played my card. It didn't work, and I dropped back a couple, because that's how it works. You, you don't, like, somebody behind you is having their day. Yeah. So, the pro, it's, it's not like you can just, like, oh, man, race your race and hang on a little bit. No, it's like, no, you're going to lose four places if you're not racing that last 5K. So, I, I fell through the field the last, like, four or five miles and you know it was fine i was still holding i think i still ended up running 602 for the average i was gonna say like your your slowest mile was what 618 or something yeah i mean it's not bad it's yeah fine. i mean that's a, yeah that's a little, little off but whatever. Uh, i mean perfect world i should have started at 550 pace and felt good after the first drop. four or five miles yeah. and then slowly drop from there yeah it's so, so yeah, hard but, yeah. to like rein yourself in though for is. those first it, two miles. It is, especially when, and I'll be honest, and everybody fine. knows this is that 540 felt easy. The second yeah. 540 felt easy. The third 540 felt yeah. even easier. I almost feel the like fourth felt easy. The sometimes, fifth is when it started to fall. Sometimes off. I yeah. think when you feel when it feels easy, like there's there's just not a benefit to slowing down. Like yeah. that's just like a hot take that probably is you know questionable. You're, yeah, you're not far off. And and, like, and really, when I look at my training, is I didn't have yeah, I had plenty of run mileage, but I really did not have enough specific work at that pace yet. And that's what I'm changing going into Santa Cruz. You, could, it you was, know what you could do is this is again more hardware. But if you looked at your heart rate and you could and you're running five forty five, but your heart rate's high, that might yeah. be saying like, hey, I want my heart rate to be let's, I, let's, I, let's I pick some crazy number one fifty, yep. which would be pretty crazy low for you, right? Yeah, yeah. Hey, let's, you know, if you're like, hey, I. I 540s are great. It feels super easy, but my heart rate is saying something that, you know, something I want it, else. I want it yeah. low. Yeah. Then you're going to almost like slow yourself down, try and get that heart rate down, try and get that heart rate down. That's like a nice little, because exactly. otherwise you're like, I feel this feels fine. Yeah. You know, I've done that in an Ironman, which is ultra dumb. Yeah. It's even dumber than a half Ironman. Yeah. So, yeah. And it's, you know, I mean, so it was, I, I'm not going to say it was a bad race. It was a good positioning swim. The time doesn't matter. I positioned myself well. Your in the swim, swim was good. I did all the little X factors right. Great T one and two. Yeah. Biked biked very strong. I'm very happy with my my bike is climbing and it's going to keep on climbing. And my run was for once. It's usually my strong point was not a strong point. So I got to make yeah. some adjustments and race smarter. And that's fine. basically it. Yeah. I mean, so, you yeah, almost fine. didn't get to do this race at all. So this oh, is a yeah. bonus race. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm just excited for the next block of races. Definitely. Um. And on a side note, before we go off of me, uh, Josh won the age group yes. overall for the Heck first yeah. time in his triathlon career in Josh Ironman Monda. race. Way to go, buddy! Yes, he crushed it. He absolutely did. Way to did. go, Josh. We're proud of you. Yep. He had a great. He had a great race. Oh, just all His around was a good. great race. His bike was good. Hey, 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 hey! Timely. Oh. Nailed it. <laughs> good work, Jake. <laughs> but yeah, oh. he um not, not only he he raced smart all day and ran the run we've been waiting for him to do, which is that low one eighteens. Yep. And the next, I mean, we were already we already planned our track workout for Thursday. So this is this is why I love about training with guys. Yay! Great job. All right. Now we know he wants to go in the 117s. That's like yeah. the next step, and he's going to do it. He's the guy just keeps working and keep staying consistent. It's amazing. And I kind of expect you to be 114 ish. Yep. 
It's yep. like a nice happy spot for you, I think. That is next next year I will be the guy running one fourteens. That is for sure. Accumulating a lot of volume and work now. It's just gotta hit the race where it works and I race it smart. Yeah. Yep. That's fast. Yep. Cool. Right, Good folks. job, buddy. Thank you. Cool. Miley Grand. Backpedal. I just got out of the lake. Do I smell like a lake or neoprene or something? <laughs> smell a little something? Maybe a little bit. Testing a lot of watches. Testing a lot of watches. I actually spent the uh, weekend very close to Salem, Oregon, because I hear that it's a great place to take your kid. So <laughs> <laughs> funny story. Matt, my, Matt and Sam took a vacation to uh, Salem for no reason. Yeah. Not Matt <laughs> yeah, swimming. And then came and visited us. It was yeah. great. I visited the, these guys in their hotel room just to Sam showed by. us his medal. It was awesome. Sam swam the state meet, and he got fourth place in the 50 butterfly and fourth place in the 100 butterfly. Oh, wow. Like 11th place in the backstroke and one other race that I don't know what place he got because I'm a bad dad. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so we stopped by the hotel room, showed off our, yep. our medals and stuff like that. And um, yeah, I actually, okay, so for my PT friend, here's what I did. There was a track next to the pool. Yeah, because you're just like stuck at these swim meets, right? So this you're is, stuck there. So I, the I, more I, stories I hear, I'm like, man, I hope my kid does a sport he loves, but I hope it's not swimming. <laughs> like it's gonna be volleyball. It doesn't matter any sport. They're all just, bad. They all golf. suck the yeah. time. They all suck time. <laughs> so I, I walked. I went out to the track and did like walking laps and stuff, which I was nice. like, okay. Uh, but I started to run a little bit, which is this kind of like first time I've run any. And I did you know half a mile, then run a lap, half a mile, Dude, nice. or whatever it is, half a lap. Well, no, I do. I did like an easy walk lap in between running laps. So did that two days in a row and I'm sore. I probably wouldn't have done two days in a row, but I know, but what, one, is, one what do day, you do? One you day know? in a row would have been okay. One day as in, in, as in one great. day and then, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the second day I went faster on my fine, you know, I was like, nice. it was It'll like be okay. 10 minute pace, nine minute pace, eight minute pace or whatever. And these are for like one lap. They're not like super fast, but yeah. sub, I went sub eight minute pace. That's good. pretty yeah. good. Myself. Sub eight project. <laughs> sub eight project. Um, but yeah, yeah. So it's it, you know it's something. Yeah, I think man. the flat track is really easy on the ankle. Nice yeah. and soft. Yep. Gives that good. a little little Albany, bounce. The Southern Albany track track work. I called it track workout on Strava. The beautiful vacation town of Albany. <laughs> a lot of people going to Albany. Yeah. They go. They're going to. They're going to Salem. Yep. And they're thinking, you know, do I go to Albany too? I mean, well, yeah, it's right there. So let's and do you know, it. Sweet Home's not too far away. So why not? We do have a Patreon. We do have a Patreon that lives in Albany. Oh, okay. yeah. The Albany Animal, Mr. Uh, Chris Surratt. Chris Surratt. Yeah. Uh, he lives should, in Albany. Should have looked him up. Chris, yeah, we so. mean that completely seriously. It's a beautiful <laughs> town. It really is. <laughs> yes. That's what I was saying. Like my first triathlon that I ever did was in Albany. You know there's a Dayton, Oregon around there too? I don't know about yeah. that. Dayton, I, Oregon. Yeah. I believe you. Mm-hmm. I assume it's a beautiful town. Is it close to Detroit, Oregon? <laughs> exactly. There's a bunch of Midwest so. towns out here. Yeah. <laughs> Oregon just kind of gave up. And yeah. Said, no, we're, we're just going to use this name. What's boring name, Midwest town? LeGrand, Oregon. LeGrand, Oregon. You got yeah. all kinds of. Oh, there's a LeGrand? Yeah. Oh, LeGrand is actually where Chris Surratt uh, was born and uh, uh, lived. Let's just went keep to high on school. trashing let's poor Chris Surratt. Where's Chris We need Chris Surratt on this podcast. We do need him on He's super fun. Defend these cities, Chris. Defend your honor. Good luck. That's it for my backpedal. Hey, uh, Pukey. Yes. Pukey de Gallo. Let's go. <laughs> Backpedal. Pukey de Gallo. I hope it was some sort of like Mexican salsa. Yes, it was. Yes. <laughs> Matt nailed it. Actually, it was kind of funny. Um, I did ride every day this last week, and every ride was with Jake. So go figure. Wow. I, must, I just missed you, Jake. I must have missed you while I was gone. You didn't ride with me on Tuesday. Yes. Well, you weren't here. I wasn't here on Tuesday. Every day that you were home. Every day that I was yeah. home. Correct. I rode with Jake. Anyway. 
Um, what happened? Oh, I saw you guys on Friday. I get to I get to be yeah. part of this. Yes. Yeah. We uh, we had our uh, Friday uh, fog hat ride. Correct. And uh, Matt showed up, and that was quite lovely. It was Hawaiian shirt themed. Yep. Um, we yeah. had. I don't know, twenty people out there or something like that. It was good. Something there, yeah. Nice Austin chill ripped pace. off his. He was go, Austin was going so hard that he ripped off his rear derailleur hanger. He did snap his rear derailleur uh, climbing up Lake Road. Yeah. Anything else interesting happened on that ride? Those rides are nice because there's not that much interesting stuff that happens. It's just real chill, just super and chill, nice and easy. Uh, so the route was, was a little wonky, but yeah, it was fine. We just kind of went into choose your own adventure mode, and it was still fine. Good, cool. yeah. Uh, Saturday, we did a glorious gravel ride out at oh, yeah, uh, Larch, um, me and Jake and John Hatfield and Tim, Tim Niles, Niles yep. uh, joined us. Also, Sarah Gates and yep. Ben. Oh, Bud. It's a Bud. good group. Bud, yep. That sounds like yeah. a good group. So that was beautiful. It was a gorgeous day out there. It was a little warm, but we had a great day. Um, Sunday, that was Saturday. Sunday, I wasn't even sure I was going to ride. I had a tree that fell on my chicken coop, and so I had to uh, <laughs> cut the, uh, trim the tree up, and I ended up doing way more yard work than I was anticipating. I didn't think I was going to ride, so I sat down and ate a whole vat of uh, um, salsa, <laughs> chips, and, chips and salsa. Right. You need to get the avocado salsa. It sits on your stomach a little bit better than the pico well, salsa. What's funny is... Um, I, yeah. Uh, we have this favorite Mexican restaurant in Sun Valley, Idaho, and they have fantastic salsa. So every time we go there, we like buy like a few little. And then you just let it sit out in the sun. <laughs> so, we, we, so, so this was the last, the last like little thing of salsa, and so oh. I I snuck it away so the family wouldn't see me, and went down in the basement and just ate the whole thing. <laughs> nice. So they couldn't see me eating the last of the salsa. And while I'm eating the salsa, Jake's like, hey. Let's go. Let's go. I'm like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> as you do. So, let's, we go for, really, let's go for an easy ride. We really did take it easy. It was kind of easy until we got to the section where the wind was at our back, and Jake's mm. like, hey, I think I can get this uh, KOM back from Sean. And I'm like, mm, okay. Well, it's like, oh, no, man. I'm starting to feel a little gurgling so, in his stomach right now. No, I shouldn't have left that salt out in the sun. I wasn't oh. feeling anything. That was a dumb thing. And so I tried to. I pulled really hard just to like lead Lake yeah. out or lead Lake out, lead lead Jake out. Before, Same thing, different letters, right? Before yeah. Thanks, Dad. Started, <laughs> and so then he starts going. I jumped on Jake's wheel for a little bit and Did realized you puke onto Jake. I know be the best part. I Thankfully, <laughs> he was sitting on my wheel. So I was sitting on Jake's just wheel. into the wind. I puked all over my shoulder. Oh. I'm like, oh. Wait. Oh, I'm going too hard. Oh, boy. <laughs> you didn't even so I, think to like pull. It happened oh, that fast. Oh, I didn't fast? stop. Oh, no. my God. I like puked a little bit and thought, oh, I'm okay. Oh, nope. There's more coming. <laughs> I ended up puking. And then I'm just laughing at myself because it was so ridiculous. My stomach didn't hurt. It was just like. Yeah, it was just too much. I just food. did too much. Yeah. I, it was, I had too much in my stomach. Too much food. And then so I hard. went too hard. So I puked it all up. So I finally catch up to Jake. Oh, and I'm Acidic like, tomatoes. I'm like, Jake, did you get it? <laughs> He's like, I don't know if I got it or not. I'm not sure. And I'm like, well, I puked all over myself, so I hope it was so You better have got, gotten it. <laughs> I'm like, what was it? And he tells me what it was. And then I'm like, looking at him, I'm like, uh, he's like, do you see it? And I'm like looking at his jersey. If you look at the sleeves of our jersey, that oh, he's God. got that digi camo, and yeah. it kind of looks like it could be Pico de Gallo. I'm like, you got it kind of camouflaged in there. If that's what it was, you're not going to see that. So, jeez, that's yeah. why we Pukey. put the camo on the jerseys. Yeah. It's in for case you need to hide puke. It's yeah. for the Lance 
Salsa. Anyone. Regurgitation. Really, anyone that's on our team <laughs> could hide vomit in their jersey. So, anyway. Yeah, all over the jersey. The, the, the whole segment was kind of funny because I just, I told them, like, oh, it's going to, it's popping up. It's telling me that, that it's called Jeez Louise. That's the name of the, the segment. Because it used to be very bad pavement and it's not such bad pavement anymore. Yeah. Anyway. And I'm like telling Lance, I'm like, yeah, and telling them the story because it was a year or two ago that I went for that segment and Sean Martin was with me and we were doing like a 40 mile ride and and I was doing some interval sets. I'm like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go for it. And he sat on my wheel the entire time, never came around, never took a single pole. I, and he, he didn't start back and catch up. He was with me the entire time and Strava gave him the KOM. Good job, Sean. By one second. So I'm I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. (laughs) I don't care. That's a a well-deserved KOM right there. If you didn't take any polls, I'm even more proud of you. Exactly. (laughs) So I'm telling Lance that story kind of laughing. I'm like, well, I got a little little bit of a tailwind breeze. It wasn't quite the same as it was that day with Sean. And yeah, went ahead and told Lance that I think we should go for it. I'm going to go for it. He's like, I'll lead you out. And I'm like, all right. And he just started going. I'm like, but we're like a half a mile away from the start of this segment. So segment Lance was. is like all of a sudden like, getting after him. I'm like, all right, I guess we'll just get to the start of the segment sooner. So, <laughs> well, you go totally in. And I like, think that's smart because you go into those things at like 30 miles an hour. I was trying to get it. Get him there at yeah. speed and then like pull for the first little right, bit. Sure. Yeah. But I just, I didn't even know where it started. And then he kind of, that's when puking started. He flicked me around and I came around him and we still had like six or 700 feet to go before the start of it. And I'm like, just let's <laughs> go, dude. It started. Where, where is the segment? It's down know. on Old Evergreen Highway. Okay. okay. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I just kind of got into my position and started going. And I put in, I think I, it was like two, two minutes and 35 seconds. I think I averaged. 460 watts, yeah. oh. which was 60 watts more than what I did the first time when I got the Before. KOM when Sean took it from Jeez. me. And I still tied him. I didn't Don't even get the him. stupid thing. So Jesus. it is what it is. <laughs> but he got it first. So let's, uh, Sean gets all the credit yeah. for that one. Yes, Good absolutely. job, Sean. Cool. Is that it, Lance? Yeah, I don't, we don't have to take him back. <laughs> I puked. We'll find a, I think we should find another windy day and go down there. There you go. Yeah, We'll do it. We'll get that. We'll get that. Oh, we should we'll do a salsa KOM challenge. That if you're going to take you that have KOM, to, you, have you have to, to have eat salsa <laughs> before. That's the salsa. salsa. The salsa like challenge. 16 ounces of salsa. It gets, it gets, it gets flagged on Strava if you did not take in 16 ounces of salsa. I'll just go put before. some salsa out there at the start of the segment, <laughs> and we'll let it sit out. We'll let it sit out in the sun. It's pretty sunny today. It's like We can ask Ghost if they want to sponsor. We can put it in a Ghost can and be like, here you go. If I'd shown a little restraint and not eaten the whole quart of salsa, it might have been better for me. But you went through the whole yeah, I ate the whole freaking oh thing. It's so good. It was not. It was. It was so good. I'm like, I just, I just gonna go bad oh. in a couple days. I gotta finish it right now. And that I, is an amazing amount of salsa. Salsa. <laughs> okay. Are you? Are you a like? Ch- like? Like? You take a you, lot you take on a, each chip. Yes. A chip, a chip okay. is just a delivery mechanism. You're trying to get as much yes. salsa on yes. it as just possible. Just a spoon for the salsa. It is. Edible spoon. Yep. I'm. I'm more of a fan of the chips. So I'm like yeah. minimal topping on top, so I can get through the entire bag That's, of you're, chips. You're doing but that then wrong. Save the salsa yeah. for later. No, I think I'm doing it right. I like the chips. <laughs> Why not both? You're doing it wrong. <laughs> that's that's just a lot on the stomach. I think. <laughs> if you're not that's riding, it's not that big a deal. <laughs> I was planning on sitting by the pool the rest of the day, not leading Jake out. On if you sit by the pool, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, good times, good times. All right, well, I don't really have much to backpedal because I think we already covered it all. There you go. Uh, Jake, <laughs> you Jake, Jake did not get puked on. Did not get puked on. How many hours did you get in for the week? Um, Three weeks in a row now of about 10 and a half hours. Good work, Oh, nice. So it's coming around. Things are starting to feel pretty yeah. good. Yeah. That, um, it was a great gravel ride and the, the was nice beautiful. recovery ride with Lance and, yeah, just did all the things. So good times. Good times. Nice. 
Um, Champ here. Oh, yeah. Champy. Oh, around me simultaneously now. Oh, is Champ the, Bailey is here. Is there anything going champy. on in the world of yeah, cycling okay. Champ Bailey? Yeah, champy they, rides Campy. The, the Crusher and the Tusher happened this huh? last weekend. The this is the <laughs> what, this is the third race in the lifetime uh, uh, the lifetime their their six race I didn't series. Know that the Crusher and the Tusher was part of that. It wow. is part. It yeah, was the third race. That was the July race. Was Crusher and the wow. Tusher? That is in Central Utah. Okay, in the town of Beaver. Utah, Beaver, Utah, gotcha. which is known for its Beavers. dairy. Ah, did Chris yeah. Rat live there? <laughs> Maybe Chris Rat. Before we talk any further about the city, does Chris <laughs> live there? Yeah. It is an extremely difficult race. It's only sixty-nine miles, but has ten thousand feet of climbing. Oh, so it's uh, not easy. It ends on what's called the Col de Crush, which is. It's like stupid steep, and it's gravel, and it's very difficult. So, how um, long is it? It's sixty nine miles. No, no, no. That 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 the finish, climb. the climb. I don't know, like eight miles or something. I don't so know. So it'd be kind of like what we did on Sunday, but for eight miles. Yes. Okay. It's as steep as what we did on Sunday. Ours was only three miles. Theirs is like eight or something. Gotcha. It's ours. Ours was like eleven or twelve percent. You know the, the climb. Do you like descend down from like Grass Vista yep. area and then yep. kind of work your way back on there? And there's that three mile segment. That you, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I love that climb. That's yep. a great climb. So, uh, yeah, Keegan Swenson pulled it out. Right, he nice. uh, kind of rode away from everybody. Uh, women's up, side? Did you, did what's you, that? Did you see results on the women's side? I did. Um, Keegan Swenson beat out Cole Patton and Griffin Easter. Stetna was 12 minutes back. That's Ooh. how hard it was. Oh, wow. Payson McKelvin, another 12 minutes back. So, not easy. On the women's side... Um, uh, Sophia Villafalone has been kind of crushing it, and I don't mm-hmm. think she cracked the top ten. Oh wow! Yeah, let me see here. Not, I take that back. She was eighth. This was won by Haley Smith. Uh, she won over Emma Grant, and Sarah Sturm ended up um, third place. So, do you think it has to do with just the sheer fact that it's such a steep, climby course? Yes, I do. The smaller people were probably favored in this in general. Yeah, just. And- Keegan obviously can climb, and Keegan I'm sure, can climb. and he's like 140 pounds or 135 yeah, he's pounds. He's a little guy. Yeah, so he just kind of crushed. Was it. Was Colin Strickland there by any chance? No. I was wondering, is he not going to jump into no. any more life? No. done. First. No. No. I yeah. believe his name's like even off the participant I, list. Yeah. yeah. Uh, did everybody hear what also happened in the non-Tour de France world this last weekend? Non-cycling racing world. You they mean have found? They yeah, found Chris and Armstrong. They did Kristen. find Chris and Armstrong yes. in mm-hmm. a hostel in Costa Rica. Costa Rica. She had been Kristen Armstrong or Caitlin Armstrong? Caitlin. Caitlin, my bad. Oh, not, yeah. Kristen. Sorry. not Kristen. Thank 100% you. not <laughs> Kristen Armstrong. 100% Kristen not. Armstrong, former Olympic gold former medalist. Olympic gold medalist and wonderful human and being, I'm sure, who rides Boise, a bike Idaho. very fast. Yes. Thank you, Kristen, for all your contributions to cycling. Uh, <laughs> Caitlin Armstrong, she'd actually gone through some uh, plastic surgery yep. on her nose to try to change her appearance, but she was still caught. She got away by um, using her sister's passport yep. mm-hmm. and so that's why they didn't see her name she she looked close enough to her sister that she was able to use it in real, real quick, real quick. country yeah should Kristen armstrong change her last name to like leg strong i would i would at this point <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Kristen leg strong well no you <laughs> know what it. she's the armstrong she's, name is not good in cycling. she's got to keep the armstrong name because she's like the last remaining cyclist with like some, no, some i just throw in the towel name. and i go leg strong because <laughs> hey cyclist that there works great let's do this that. yeah let's Sorry. do it Kristen. keep going so that's what happened in the gravel world um the next gravel race in the series is leadville 100 which Ooh. is in august so that's in i don't know when it is sometime in august 
It's, um, I think it's... That's a 100-mile race. I think it's the... Actually, it's the last weekend of July. I thought it was the same weekend as Telluride. No, maybe it is. I don't know. Did you guys track the um, Tour Divide race? Only no. the teammate, the friend of the show that did it. The friend of, of Dialed, yeah. The yes. Sam Bailey? Sam Bailey, yeah. I My just, God. I've watched his rides posted daily on Strava. Mm-hmm. That is insane. How it's far like, are they going? What it's, is this? It's roughly 100 miles a day and like eight or nine or 10,000 feet of climbing every day lot. for like three weeks. Yeah. Well, I think it took them 28 days to finish. 28 days. Yes, and they, they took... It's basically like, a tour de France, basically. A, 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 light, <laughs> a light day for yeah. them... Oh, on gravel. On gravel. Oh a light day for them was like 60 miles with like 4,000 feet of climbing. That was like an easy like rest day. Oh my goodness. It was yeah. nuts. So anyway. And they're kind of bike so packing-ish. Oh yeah. You're you, bike packing. Fully self-supported. It's fully self-supported. Oh, Gas station for 28 days. 28 days. Long time. Pretty are nuts. They, are they sponsored by... Um, Market sandwiches, probably because they have to hit these at a gas station. <laughs> Grab yourself Ghost. a chicken sure Caesar Ghost salad big, wrap. Ghost is a pretty good sponsor. <laughs> so moving on, we have the Tour de France. Today the is tour. a rest day in the Tour de the France. Tour. There has been nine stages so far. Um, what What do you guys want to talk about with the tour? Le tour. The whole thing. How like bummed were you to get up this morning and there's no tour on? It was oh, it was surprising. Well, luckily for me, yesterday I did not get to watch that oh. day's stage. Oh. So this morning okay. I just watched up and pretended it was happening today. So I watched the whole thing. There this you morning. go. Well, the the important part. Well played. I was up this morning at my normal five thirty ish time, and I was going to go downstairs and watch it. I'm like, oh yeah, that's right, it's rest day. Dang and it. My wife was like, what? Why don't you turn on the biking? I'm like, oh, it's just a rest it's day. A, it's a rest day. They should film their recovery ride so we have something to watch. Yeah. Be like, wow, Van Art putting out a massive 180 watts right now. Moves to the front at 210 and <laughs> sits there. <laughs> His recovery rides are probably 400 watts. Four probably, yeah. Well, there's been a lot of fireworks. It's been a great tour to start. I mean, there's a lot of mountains. We're getting ready to come into the mountains oh, yeah. and we into the Alps. So since we last talked on Thursday, we've mm-hmm. had a few good races. Anything notable that sticks out for you guys? Anything Let's go. Lance, go through the stages uh, so we can talk about them. Because I don't uh, get the stages wrong. <laughs> well, the biggest one yesterday, the break stuck. Bob Youngles yep. Um, yep. ended up taking it to the very end and actually won. He only won by. 30 seconds oh, or something close. like that. It yeah, was 30 close. seconds. Tito Pino, Pino was, was trying closing. to close. Yeah. Pino, Pino was trying to close and yeah. then he cracked. He made a move that he yeah. thought he could catch him, which everybody was kind he of was, cheering he for. He was so close. He, he was almost there. He had it down to 19 seconds. And I think that was yeah. at the base of the, the final climb. And how he, many, how he, many listeners do we have in France? Do you think? Probably tons. We're pretty big in France. Are we? Three or five. Maybe. <laughs> I'm about to, I'm about to lose all five of them. That was the most <laughs> French couple days in a row. My God. <laughs> This country cannot put together a good Grand Tour rider, period, anymore. Roman no, Bardet. I mean, no, because what, where, where's Roman Bardet right now? He's in, like, I don't know, look at the overall. I bet like he's, like, sixth 15th or something. Or no, no, there, no there's high. no way he's up there. Isn't he, like, in the top Plans 10? Plans gaming, no. I, I need Isn't Gadu? Isn't he French? Yeah, I, I guarantee he'll drop off. Gadu is French. He's in fifth. Ooh, so he'll drop off. Nobody will uh, be on the podium if they're French. I, I don't know. I got something. that, that Pientre on AG2R, he is 15th. Uh, their where, best bet right now is Gadouis. Yes, Pro, see, there's yeah. more. I don't even see option. Bardet. Where is Bardet? Pino is ahead of Bardet. Uh, Pino. Warren Bargill is ahead Pino of Bardet. Pino literally got punched in the face by his own Sonier trying to hand no, him a bag. It wasn't his own Sonier. Oh, it was a different was, Sonier. So, is that a neutral guy or something? It, or? No, it was a Trek Sicafredo guy. <laughs> Good so job, good job, Pino had, had just like gotten back on his bike <laughs> and he... He pulled around the Trek guy as the Trek Sonier was oh. trying to pass him the Pino's thing. Pino's fault. Yeah. So I was, saw I saw the whole video for it. Yeah. It, it looks and 
here's Bob Wise. Like, I mean, you just don't get it. You don't dude, get in between also the team writer and the Sonier the, when you're at the, the getting field. off the bike and crying after that. Like and, and, and the arms the of a fan. Come on. <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm going to lay my head on like, your shoulder. Okay. It actually wasn't a fan. Felt, it was another Sonier yeah, holding was, water bottles. Was, yeah. 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 It was Might as well have been a fan. I don't know. He's like, dude, why are you crying on me right now? He's like, I work for like, he's like, I'm Jay. He's Yumbo Visma's with Sonier. Just got cried on. Say that in your best French accent come on oh sonia sonia but it's like dude, no so, no just the whole thing oh my gosh he, oh he's you talking to me yeah my nose. <laughs> like this is something that happens in soccer not cycling like what is that man like good god i mean yeah i know you got like hit in the face and all but i mean meanwhile roglic is dislocating his shoulder and hopping back and back like you feeling okay primo he's like yes i am fine like <laughs> that's he's that i mean guy. you have that and then yes people continue uh, pino is French cycling is like the tragic hero story over and over and over again. It's getting really old. Like broken record. Yeah. It needs it. Like, like Pino look, yes, he's fit. He's trained very hard in his life. That's his like MO. And they're like, he's going to get it one day, but he keeps on like having this bad luck. He needs to mentally harden the number. What is it? Rule number five up Mm -hmm. or he's, or this is just going to continue to happen to him. Cause I hate to see super talented guys that have this much support and money around them. That continue when the moments get hard. The guy just crumbles as soon as the moment gets hard. What country around the world has cycling on the biggest stage under the biggest microscope? Would you say it's France? France. It's France. Yep. Okay. Do you think that because Does everybody hold- know the last Tour de France winner? Go ahead. It was the Badger. The Badger? Yeah. In okay. my opinion, the last French. He was Belgian. Tour in my opinion, <laughs> he was that. That man was tough. He was uh, Belgian. Yeah. Do you think you that know, has something yeah. to do with it? Like. They love it so much. It's under you know. such a microscope. There's so much scrutiny around that. Do you think that, like, I mean, do well, you think they're afraid they to use drugs there? <laughs> <laughs> that might be it. Because <laughs> they, they they trash Lance so much. They're like, should we get on the drugs? No, guys, we can't. We trash Lance for too long. <laughs> I, I, seriously, though. I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. Barday's in sixth. I missed it. He's right behind. So there's a fifth and a sixth here. I'll He's make a fifth and a sixth. I'll make a hot take right here, and I'll probably be wrong. There will not be a French guy on the podium. Guaranteed. No, that's not a hot take. That's pretty safe. That's a pretty lukewarm take with everything, but still, there will there's not some, be a Frenchman. There's, the- there's some talent. It's going to so, be hard to get on the podium. God, you just got a podium spot, so yeah. You know, that's true. That's true. <laughs> good for, you, I, yes, just, I just talked to Pino back Jake. in the race. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so let's let's talk about Jungles. Um, he, yeah. he he came out with all kinds of talent. He, was it Liège, Basson Liège that he won? I is think that, so. Was that his big uh, one-day deal that he – or whatever – he won that. He had all kinds of pomp and circumstance about him. He was highly regarded. And then he kind of, in the last three or four years, just he's always done well at the tour. He's just not podiumed. But he hasn't lived up to all the hype is basically what they've said. He ended yeah. up having a surgery, though, last year that was kind of an interesting one. And Lance uh, has been doing a little bit of research on this. And he and I talked about this on our bike ride yesterday before he puked all over the place. Um, Lance, <laughs> what has happened to Mr. Bob? So in uh, either in December... Uh, December or January, he had a very common ailment that the endurance cyclists get. It's uh, iliac artery endofibrosis. You say that five times fast. Iliac artery. I can look at it so I can see it. Iliac artery endofibrosis. So the iliac artery is is an artery that goes through your hip. The iliac crest is actually part of your hip bone. Mm -hmm. And what's it um, connected to? It's to your shin bone. bone. There you go. (laughs) Sorry, I'll I'll shut up now. And so, so um, because we're bent over cycling um, for hours and hours a day, oftentimes that um, artery can start to get 
fibrotic. It mm-hmm. gets stiffer, and it doesn't allow blood flow to go through there. And the symptoms you get are weakness in that leg. Mm. And so he started to notice that he was having weakness in this leg, and they— Something that you can find with a power meter, Mr. Evan Price. Probably can. <laughs> yes, true. Probably a left-right power <laughs> meter. <laughs> Uh, and so he had surgery to repair that, and just in just in December or January of this year, it's recent, and he is uh, storming he's, back. He's good. He's yes. good now. He's good. Turns out he's pretty good. He's pretty turns good. out still twenty nine yeah. years old. They're like, let's open this baby up and put a little something else in there. Rotor motor. <laughs> put a little motor <laughs> in there. Rotor rooter it out. Now, what do they do with that? Do they just put a stent in there, or do they have yeah. to like? Um, it it depends on the surgeon actually. From the few I've seen, basically what you do is there's a stent. They balloon it when they put in the stent too to add a little bit more space. And in some cases, I actually think they move the location of it. Um, I think the people have the most severe conditions of this. It probably has more. We, we all have very different artery artery replacement per person. I know when you Google your anatomy, we all think it's like, oh, that's what all the arteries look like. No, everybody has very different placement of their arteries. So depending on where your iliac artery developed, uh, depending on your writing style, and if you look at the professional's writing style, it's always a very, very aggressive position. So I don't want people listening. This is the problem when it's like whenever a diagnosis becomes popular, I guarantee now there's going to be like <laughs> thousands. My legs are weak. Both of them. Thousands of reg- both. Like, I'll tell you what, I can't raise my FTP. Well, how often do you ride a week? Three to three hours a week. But I should be like riding, you know, I'm pretty sure I have this. I'm pretty sure I do. So I told people, like, just because you ride bikes does not mean you're going to develop this. Usually this would have to be something that is, you're probably predisposed to. And also you have like a millions of miles under your legs. I mean, we're talking like long periods of time and data to look at and be like, okay, I'm struggling at these top end efforts and I feel weakness. And even sometimes you might be feeling numbness in that area because there is a iliac nerve too that becomes your femoral or links in the uh, femoral nerve too that goes through that area. So symptoms include pain, numbness, or cramping in the lower limbs. Yeah. Ouch. Um, In bad cases, gangrene in the feet and erectile dysfunction in men. Mm-hmm. Yikes! Oh, oh yeah. The nerves that supply the manhood also run go off. That area. <laughs> uh, yeah, but they either go in and place a stent, which is like a little hollow tube that mm-hmm. helps keep the artery open, or sometimes they just clean out the plaque that has formed in the artery. Yeah. I'd be gotcha. curious to know what they did with his. My guess they probably put a stent in his. Would be my guess. Do you think he's going to win another stage? I don't know. That was pretty phenomenal. He got good. he made it in the wow. break. The yeah. break was pretty big. What was it yeah. like? Fifteen people or something like that. Well, and Walt was in there too. Walt was in the break. Yeah. He had made the break. He, need, he wanted to get his green jersey points. He wanted he the twenty points, points for the yeah. uh, for the mid race sprint, which he got. Was, Nobody challenged yeah, him. Yeah, it was kind of funny after that though when he was kind of doing domestic duties. Yes, like loading up on mm-hmm. the bottles, and then he had a bottle stuck in his jersey and couldn't get it out. Had yes. ever was it Seth that just went and grabbed yeah, it out of the back of his jersey? Yeah. I also loved the tense moment where he's leading out going into the sprint and uh-huh. they're saying they're like okay i'm pretty sure they're gonna let just wow take this one and i i was i was watching this morning i was like somebody's gonna just, just jump. jump somebody's going <laughs> somebody on quick step is just gonna take this just go you know embarrassing it would be to try and do that and wout would still beat you uh-huh. <laughs> he would just lead off the front and still get it. oh guy. hell no all yeah. bad blood from there on out but nobody, they, nobody. Do you think that's over? Do you think the green jersey's over? Yes. He has almost double the points of second place. Guess who's in third? Tade Pogacar. Gotcha. Yeah. I, gotcha. Yes, I saw that. That, that article. Yeah. Whoever sent us that was that you sent that article that was like no, Tade could Jay, challenge. Jay, yeah, could challenge for the green. Yeah. Not since Eddie Marks has that happened. 
Now, granted, yeah. they didn't have the white jersey back then, but when he was 24, he won all three jerseys, and he mm-hmm. would have won the white one as well because, you know, he's down everything. Interesting to see if – well, I mean, that was uh, – the, the the difference then, though, was I think it was a smaller peloton, too, when Eddie was there. So it's like – I think Eddie had a little bit more control over the races. That would be so hard for Tade to, like, yeah, really I mean, be challenging those mid-race sprint points. You look at the, yeah, I don't you, disagree with that. Yeah, You've got a couple flat stages coming up. Those are – they're sprint stages. Yeah, sprint stages. But yeah. you also have yeah. less teammates supporting you too. So I mean, it's That's kind true. of somewhat relative. But yeah, I, I mean, know. Eddie Merckx were they riding really as many miles in as many yeah. days? Was it was that all the same? Oh, I mean, they they actually were doing longer tours. I think at that yeah, time. Yeah. So that's uh, that that could be interesting. What are the odds of something like that happening with uh, Tade landing no, on? I mean, there's no way. Do you think he'll finish in polka dots? Yeah, probably. Um. Yeah. Right now, right, right okay. now, you look at what was it like? Simon Gesick is like up there too. So when but you think it's of only guys like, like that, points. I know, yeah, yeah. So, so you think of guys like that being at the top. Like, uh, I mean, today will get more points than as the well, we go this later. Week, later, I think this week it's like there's like I don't know three what? climbing stages. Yeah. It's, it's so, going to depend on how long the breakaways stay away in the mountains. If yes. the breakaways yes. stay yeah, away true. in the mountains, no, he will not. If if Yumbo Visma and Ineos want to just drill he, the pace, that's then, the only yeah, way that they're going to beat him. Then he will. That's my point right there. I was going to come into yeah. is it has to be a tour where you have these bigger teams need to try and challenge him they need yeah. to go all in well, Every, everyone's uh, gonna want to win von two everyone's gonna win win that, well win that look, stage. look who this, already this had week. their crack day was danny martinez so yep Ineos has already i mean not lost a guy but shown that all right there's some there's obviously chinks in the Ineos armor oh, but that's yeah. that is a big one uh, who's the number one rider for uh, Ineos right now g Pickock. G, it's not Yates. Oh, okay, it's G. Yeah. And guess, and who's second? Pidcock's looking nope. good, man. Pidcock? Pidcock. Is Yates the third then, technically? <laughs> yes. Gotcha. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Didn't Pidcock lose a, lose a bunch of time yesterday? Did I he? thought that. I thought he was doing really well. I thought he was really further well. down yeah. than that. He's, no. he's been doing really well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Um, okay, general. He I just, needs to find a stage to go and try and win. Uh, I don't know which uh, one. What's Grant Thomas is in third. He is a minute 17 back. Pidcock is in seventh. He's a minute 46 back. Interesting. Yeah. So You know, you know who else had a great stage almost? Almost had a great stage was Rigo. Rigoberto is and so like cracked making and moves. Cracked. I know. Crapped I know. out the back, but yeah. He's, he's making moves. I think yeah. he's going to be as aggressive as possible coming sure. up. So Now, yeah. going back to the, the question of jungles, or jungles, however you mm-hmm. want to say it, um, I, do you guys all think he has another shot? Because his teammate no. Ben O'Connor, he dropped out. Dropped out today. So that increases his chances of of being in a break and making moves. I think I think this was his match, though. I mean, there's there's plenty yeah. of tours we, we we can look back where there's the guy. I mean, every tour there seems like there's the story of the guy who is supposed to be the GC rider that yeah. goes and wins the stage, and they're like, oh, he's showing potential again, and we usually don't hear about him the rest because he probably picked this stage out. Yeah. And was like, I like this. This is right before the rest well, day. I think the main teams will be calmer. And he knew he could the, get in that break. Yeah, if you look at that stage, it was like mountaintop almost finished. And then there was basically like five or 10K left that was kind of flat up there. And yeah. so you could tell like the GC guys weren't going to go for it because up, once you get then, up there, Then you got to be alone for that long. Yeah. 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 And so it was kind of like one of those things where it's like, this is a perfect stage for a breakaway. Oh, yeah. And so And there was a steep sure like, a descent, people, technical descent before. Yungles is a great descender. Mm-hmm. So this is why... This is why Pino would have beaten Youngles in this stage if that climb was extending, because Pino was making up a lot of time mm, on, on at Youngles. At the base of the that. climb, he was 19 seconds back, and by the time they got to the top, he finished the 33 climb, seconds behind. The climb before. 
the the the, the, oh, the climb before gotcha. Pino went to go last, bridge gotcha. that gap. Yeah, 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 he bridged yeah, yeah. almost two minutes. Yeah, up he the took a, he there. took a bunch of time a out of him. A huge chunk, yeah. And then on the descent, we know Pino's not a great. I mean, Pino's a great descender, not in the tour though. He's yeah. not a great descender. Youngles is a stupendous but, descender. But still though, going yeah. into the last climb, I think it was. I think Pino was pretty cracked by that point because yeah, his move was to get him on the climb yeah. before. Yeah. And I mean, Youngles then is going all out and actually didn't put that much time into Pino. So in yeah. my in my book, if that if that was a, your classic type, just climb. Youngles is now climbing Pino. And if Youngles is not going to be out climbing Pino, I don't know what other stage he's going to win. But, but here, here's my case in point that Youngles is going to do it again. And because he you was the so? best man ever on that stage, it was the bike. It's all about the bike. It's the he's riding a BMC team machine. It's because he's on camping. <laughs> Sorry. Homer, Homer it wasn't here. on Homer. camping. Oh, it wasn't camping? No, it his bike Shimano. had Shimano on it. Oh, okay, so gotcha. obviously they had it, it had to be sponsored the bike. Shimano. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on the same bike. It's a wonderful bike. I can say yeah. <laughs> it's a good bike. Sorry. Just had to put that out there. But yeah, um, I don't. I don't think he'll win a stage. You don't game. think so? No. Yeah, no. It'd be interesting. I think that he'll probably take a stab at, take a flyer on a couple of things. But whether or not it yeah. happens, I don't know. I think that these other bigger teams are going to be throwing a bunch yeah. of. I mean, I don't think that Bob Youngles is going to make a last selection and out climb anybody. No. So yeah, he's kind I of mean, a bigger guy too, isn't he? He, in terms he's of like a, a pure he's climber. A I yeah. mean, I would describe him as a good climber that's a rollier and a great descender. He's like a GC guy. Like I think he That's what he was going to be, but I, I don't think he is now. Huh. So yeah. again, we'll have to wait and see. We will. We um will. what else happened? Anything else in these last couple of days that you guys want to talk about before we talk about stuff going forward? I just think it like the weird thing is is how good Wout is. He is really good all he's, over the place. He's really good. Yeah. And he got in the break. It's again. like honestly, between him and Pojakar, it's like those are the two riders of the tour. They're both so, so far. Good. Yes, they're so good. Both yes. of them. I wish that they were doing the same race. I know that they're doing the same race, but I mean, like, you know, going after the same thing because they're different, very, very different riders. And it would just be interesting if they were kind of going after the same target because, like, they're the class of the field. No one can beat them. Yeah, when yep. they're doing what they want to do, which is, I guess, Wout wants to win the green, and that's a given almost. Yeah. Pojakar looks pretty good. It's also interesting to see just in the last, let's say, six months, how much Wout has established himself as that guy. And it's it wasn't that long ago that MVP was. Yeah. I mean, if we were having the Wout versus MVP conversation last year, I would have said, I'll take MVP still. And MVP finished yesterday? He no. did. Uh, mm. Wait, did he actually finish? I don't know. Yes, he did. Do we have, we have a bet on that. He hasn't that. dropped we out yet. Lost. Somebody had a hot take that he me. would drop out, that and he has me. not dropped out I yet. I said he was gone. Was yes. I right on a hot take? No, you were wrong. You were with Matt. He, did I? Okay. I think in the race, team cycling one. he put his nose in the wind, <laughs> and he was pulling for his team. Yeah, I saw that too. He did a little bit of work, and then he dropped off the back, but he is not. He hasn't okay. dropped out yet. He hasn't dropped Good out for yet. for him, man. Way to this stick is, it out. This Way is the, the, the thing that stinks for these these poor guys is let's say in a couple years, Wout has a bad year and MVP has a good... They're like... In, they're like forever entangled yes. in this like yeah. MVP versus wow debate, which sucks because like these two are amazing cyclists in yeah. this era. Like they will both go down as two of the greatest cyclists of all time. I mean, they should be on that top 20 list. Yeah. Yeah. I think both of them. And I mean... You're, you're talking about like every single time Wout does something amazing, you're like, well, where was MVP? And you're like, can they just have like one off season? Can maybe? I just yeah. have this one race just to myself? Can I, can I please just take a pole, grab bottles and just disappear for a day? I was reading an article that he, about an interview that he gave to somebody. can't remember who it was or where, but anyway, it was regarding this, like, should yeah. he drop out? And he was basically saying that I, I just can't bring myself to do it because I know myself too Good well. For him. That Good for him. Two days after he dropped out, he would be so livid and angry with himself yes. for leaving that he's just yep. got to stay and kind of work through it. And he's, 
He's not sure what's going to happen. He's not sure if he will actually finish it or not, but he said he's just going to keep going until he can. That's a, that's a sign of greatness. That's, good. Yeah. that's, that's a, good. That's a massive sign of greatness, yeah. in my opinion, is that, is that ability to, he's he's taking his ego out of it, which yeah. is hard when you're that good. When you're that yeah. good. Like, yeah. everybody's like, oh, drop your ego. It's like, yeah, until you're one of the greatest in the world, and that's yeah. hard to, and he's taking bobbles and taking pulls mid-stage now. That's yeah. amazing. So yeah. and he still has a chance to maybe come back into form a little bit. I mean, you can you could you can hide yourself in the peloton pretty easily. Yep. Granted, you're still have to go climb all these mountains and whatnot. But yeah. you don't He's also as long as you fitness, make yeah. yeah, if you make the time cuts and you have that fitness, maybe if you just kind of mm. take it easy and not go. He can race crazy. himself into the fitness. The problem yeah. is yeah. he needs a certain type of stage to win. Like he needs like yeah, he's not going to win a mountain stage. Yeah, so. he's not going to yeah. win a mountain stage with a, a mountaintop finish. It's he's, almost like he needs a he's not going to win. Stage. He's not going to. It's only if there was. Well, maybe, but like he, if there was a, a guy, for if that. there's a guy that could get away and a break at, at yeah. on shots, I mean, you're talking to Fabian no Cancellara, a Tom Bonin. I know, works. but I'm saying a caliber rider like yeah, that. Yeah, sure. MVP is that caliber. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there's like, I could list maybe 10 guys in the history of cycling that could get away on Sean Lisey, but. Oh, what a story would that be if it comes down to like MVP is on a solo break on Sean Lee Zane. You see like Yumbo Visma is trying to reel him back to get yeah. out the stage. That'd be the most exciting thing yeah. on the tour. Oh, ever. I can see that. I can see that happening. That'd be amazing. And It'd like Pogacha's with MVP for whatever reason. And now there's this battle <laughs> and Pogacha's like, I'll sacrifice. I'll just pull for you as much as I can. Yeah. Please make that happen. Pogacha, let's, let's, make that happen. let's make that happen. I'm going to talk to him. We're going to make yeah. that happen. I'm going to shoot him a text. <laughs> shoot him a text. They're probably waiting on your call right now. I think they are. Yeah. We lost a couple people to COVID, or at least one yeah. that I know oh, for yeah. sure. I actually think COVID could be the big story of this. I have if, a sneaking suspicion. Definitely before the tour, it became yeah. bad. Because so the rest could... day today, everybody was tested, no negatives. So nobody tested. No positive, you mean? Yeah, no positive. No positives. <laughs> the tour is they're over. They're just moving on. <laughs> press pause. They're just going to know. They're just going to all, 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 all test positive. They all kept COVID. At, that, just at do that point, they're like, let's, let's everybody sleep in the same tent, and we will race. <laughs> <laughs> let's just do it. No, yeah. The average mile per hour goes down to like 15 miles an hour. <laughs> I mean, when you look at guys like Wout or Pojakar, like COVID is what can beat them. Yeah. Like, it doesn't look... Yeah. Good. Didn't Quinn Simmons come through the finishing stretch just high fiving like oh. dozens of fans? I mean, that, that's just like that sounds like Quinn. Yeah, <laughs> don't, don't. Wait a minute. This is what, don't please don't do that. Right Did he wipe now? his nose immediately after too? <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like he licked his fingers. Everything's over there getting people hugs yeah, just, and yeah. crying <laughs> on him. Oh yeah. Give me your COVID. Breaking news: <laughs> Thibaut Pino gets COVID from random treks Sonia after getting punched in the eye. <laughs> that bag, that bag was full of COVID. That's why. Just a bag full of COVID. That's the only reason he was crying. He's like, I have COVID now. <laughs> what are the odds that we see somebody in the top 10 or 15? Oh, I think it's Oh, it's likely. probably like a coin toss it's, at this point, I would yeah. say. I mean, we're not quite halfway there. There's always something like that's sick in the tour. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, Their immune system half. Something's going to happen. weekend at this point. Yeah. Sounds terrible, but is there anybody that you would like to see get COVID? <laughs> <laughs> anybody who's French. Oh. <laughs> that was rude. Sorry. I'm getting Bar some serious hate mail from all four we just of our got listeners shut off in Completely. No <laughs> more podcast in France. Yep. See, but I'm banking on that the Italians now will love us because uh, I know some about Italy and they don't like France. They'll be like, we like this guy. He's talking down on the French. This is <laughs> I'm sorry, everybody in French. I have French. I have a very good French friend to you guys are wonderful it's just like could you win a tour already come on it can't be that hard well all right what about this one um bahrain victorious still no word of anything still no word nothing's come well clean they're clean that was proven Mm -hmm. (laughs) we we talk about this all the time we speculate all the time Does anybody get busted this tour? This we tour. talked about COVID. Does and, anybody get busted? And you, you try and like do a little bit of research. You try poking around, just seeing is is there anything out there that people could be taking? Find some sort of like you know 
that conspiracy mm -hmm. channel that people are talking about. Oh, they're taking this. I mean, have you guys heard of anything? That they oh, I have done deep internet dives on this one. Okay. No, yeah. <laughs> okay. There, there is actually something that is probably happening ketones? right now. <laughs> uh, so ketones, ketones definitely. And I think ketones should be. They're not it, illegal, right? They're not, in my opinion, they should be on the ban list. Um, my, my thing with the ban list is the ban list should include anything that stimulates a natural activity in the body at an unnatural rate. Okay. I, I was listening to a very good podcast on this, and I think that yeah, that is what the ban list should be. What about like beet juice? Uh, no, because that's a little different. It's not a. It's it's not like you are plugging your own hormonal like like you're you're not plugging something that's like EPO HGH something that the body creates naturally that's going to increase something. You're using a natural substance, like a that, food that you can eat. Yeah, yeah exactly. Gotcha. That's, so like salmon and different. creatine, or like beets and Exa the phytonitrates uh, of. I actually think certain, uh, if I'm correct, I think actually certain levels of creatinine are on the ban list because that's actually naturally created in the body. Creatinine kinase. So you can't go over there and just gorge out on salmon that's really high on it? No. You can get busted for that? Uh, if you test at certain levels, but I think that would almost be impossible to take in that much. You, yeah. you would pull you a lance and puke on your jersey by that point. Yeah. I think, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> I like puking on myself. Yeah. I love it. It's just Lance, Lance was just committed. trying to take in enough. Committed to the KOM. Enough protein <laughs> salsa to make some creatinine Jake's kindness KOM. in his body. <laughs> I'm committed to Jake's KOM. I'm committed but, to whatever Jake wants to do. But there are, through, and this is if everybody remembers a little niche story for a while with, I think it was Team Sky when there was rumors that they were using xenothon gas. I might oh, be yeah. pronouncing yeah, that, that wrong. Yeah, that was a thing. Yeah. All that these Zeno. different rumors are. Uh, it was it's a Z uh, X yeah, E yeah, yeah. on the periodic table. Well, any chemistry nerd can help us out with that. Um, so basically, you're talking about stimulants to red blood cell growth in the body. Mm -hmm. uh, I would not be surprised if like the whole Peloton oh, was doing that. There's absolutely ones out there that I'm sure their their pharmacists and their docs are researching and finding that are you know developing these higher rates of red blood cell growth that are not on the ban list or they won't flag or it's a slow enough growth that they're not going to pop up on blood panels. And hematocrit is not the be-all, end-all. So it's not like you can just look at somebody's percentage of hematocrit and be like, all right, this is a massive red flag now. They're getting smarter about it. They know that you don't need to be 60% hematocrit. What you need is you need your plasma to be growing at the same rate as those red blood cell densities growing, so you're not going to have these massive hematocrit changes. Hematocrit's the percentage of red blood cells in your blood. You can still have massive hemoglobin growth over a period of time without really red flagging that. So, yes, it is very reasonable to think they are using things that can help that. And, you know, I find it hard to believe with the performances we're seeing that they're not at least doing something that probably is still within the rules. Right. Technically. It probably, it probably is. Or they have, I mean, I, I would love to believe in the goodness of these teams and say, they have nutritionists and trainers that are utilizing all the available research on nutrition, recovery, and training that is stimulating that blood cell growth at a better level than what they were doing when they were doing it synthetically in the 90s. That's my hope. No. <laughs> wrong. You are wrong. I will pay devil's advocate really? and say they're all clean. I just have a, I just have a bite of beet juice. It's the same thing as getting my shot of EPO. Yeah. I mean, it's my it's, vitamin B. It's plugged straight it's into my veins. <laughs> I think uh, the other side of that would be besides like blood doping side of things is kind of some of the lactic buffering stuff like the mm -hmm. beta alanine. Absolutely, that that, yeah. That, that yeah. product is that people use. Oh, yeah. If you make your, your lactate shuttle system work great, yeah. then you can you can really, you can crush a climb. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. The carotene stuff. I think that was like Rupp was doing that stuff too. <laughs> would I blow positive after drinking no. too much ghost? Okay, good. You're Evan good. probably knows quite a bit about this. Like when you go back into the history of the Tour de France and the first tour mm -hmm. was in 1903. 
Oh, that's a great question. Uh, I what think was the, the what was the hundred year anniversary? What, I think it was nineteen oh three. Okay, gotcha. 2003 was yep. yeah. And so there were no restrictions on drug use until what year? Do you know? Oh, that's a great. Oh, okay, I'm, I'm, long, I'm gonna take a good. I'm gonna guess someone in a long time. Yeah, I'm gonna guess the 1960s. That's what I would say too. Smack in the middle, 1965. Yep. The only yeah. reason I know is because of a biography I read. Because uh, uh, Yox Ancatil would mm-hmm. like brag about how much he was doping. Yep. For a while. Like he was like vocal about like man, I dope a ton. <laughs> yeah, that was. Like, and it became a debate. They're like, you can't do that. He's like, I can do whatever I want. <laughs> it's like there's no <laughs> rule. <laughs> and that's exactly what it was. And and I've got a couple quotes here from him. And Thank it was, you, yeah. we suffer from the start until the end. Um. You want to know what keeps us going? Drugs. Drugs. And more specifically, it's cocaine for our eyes and chloroform for our gums. Oh, my God. Chloroform. That's what he was saying. It's a stimulant, actually, if that makes sense. He's like, truth is, we keep going on dynamite. And basically, they're they're ingesting. That's exactly what it was. killed Tom Simpson. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. Fostocopy. I mean. Yeah. Oh, Fostocopy. This this bike right here was made for him. Oh. Do you guys know what La Bamba is? Cocaine it's, it's, no <laughs> and amphetamines. Is amphetamines, it the, cola. Yeah, that's what I would expect. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And amphetamines, by, cola, and, by, and caffeine. And by cola, they mean what cola cocaine used to be. be. So cocaine. cocaine. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's that's what Eddie Merckx was using. I mean, what this is why we we don't talk about that from that era because yes, it's nice to have your. I mean, it's nice to believe Michael Jordan was a hundred percent clean. It's nice to believe that Eddie Merckx did it all clean. They, they didn't. It was it was very rudimentary mm-hmm. doping at that time. So understand that now, in my, and th- this is my opinion, I could be completely wrong and people can argue me on this, with how much we know about physiology now, you could be clean and on a structured, pro- very structured program and put out better results than what guys like Tom Simpson or Yonks Ancatil were doing on cocaine and amphetamines at that yeah, time. Because agree with that. they didn't know what we know now. Yeah. So yeah. And just but to, what well, we know now, and then you're doing cocaine on top of it. Who yeah. you can crush it now. You could absolutely <laughs> crush know. it. I don't and, know if the, not the cocaine. guys would, I'm not would want to do cocaine. cocaine. Yeah. I'm uh, saying like certain uh, structured amphetamines. Had, yeah, yeah, had yeah, another amphetamines. quote that I thought was kind of interesting because you kind of think- He was a character. People should read his biography. He was a character. He said, you'd have to be an absolute imbecile or hypocrite to imagine that a professional cyclist who rides 235 days a year can hold himself together without stimulants. Only cool. 235 days a year. Lance is like, I did that he last week. was lazy. Week. Yeah. <laughs> God, yucks. Ride your bike. Yeah. <laughs> but if you think about it, I mean, they're putting in pretty big uh-huh. efforts. I mean, that was just kind of the norm back then. And that's yep. how they did it. And, you know, riding wasn't nearly as structured. They would just go out and ride, but they yep. would ride super hard and they pile Yox, all those days. But they Yox's would- uh, uh, training used to be actually his wife would drive a car so he knew how fast would she would motor pace him because nobody on the team could train with him. He oh, was wow. that strong. But yeah, his training was very much like he'd go out. Today is 150K at, and he would just have a kilometer amount. It was, wow. so he, I mean, talk about sweet spot training. That guy would just do, he'd be like, what's his training? Five hours of sweet spot. Yep. <laughs> and he would just go and hammer at that pace for that long. His body would adapt. And then he would throw that yeah. gasoline on top of the and, fire. And exactly. if you compare that, that gasoline to the, will burn you at some point though. I it think if you him. compare that training to like the normal people of the day, it sounds absolutely ludicrous. And then this whole concept of like, you have to be on amphetamines to be able to do this. People are like, yeah, of course you do. This is yeah. crazy talk. But like now I think we're like, no, no athletes do this. They're born and trained and they live on their bikes, but this is, you know, athletes do this. In fact, mm-hmm. We actually have a ton of cyclists, and it gets narrowed down to only the best athletes that go to the Tour de France. And yeah, these mm-hmm. guys can do this, and I think that they can do it without, you know, amphetamines. 
Yeah, and we understand recovery way better now. If you look so, at how those guys were training at that time, I mean, it's no wonder there were only a few guys who had success in the tours because you had to find a physiology that was bulletproof. I mean, like the the, the greats of that time were. Mm -hmm. Yep. I mean, their their physiologies are insane. I mean, if you took a Yog Sankatil and plugged him into what Pogacar got to grow up as, absolutely he would be Tadej Pogacar. Like, every generation has those physiologies. The problem is, is whenever we try to compare generation to generation, of, cor of course Tadej is stronger than them, is because he's he grew up with all the knowledge that we learned from yeah. these time periods. Right. Yeah. Crushing people since before he was 10 years old. Yeah, I mean, exactly. The more exactly. that he's sitting on the stage and the more that we get to know about him, the more research that's done about him, we just start to figure and out what kind of a superhuman this guy is. 50 years from now, the next yeah. Tade Pogaccio will be much faster than Tade Pogaccio is now. Oh, yeah. that, that's just yeah. how it's going to work. I yeah. wonder if this is my, like, stretching for, you know, crazy theories. Of Let's hear it. I wonder if we find out later that there's CRISPR. like, yes, <laughs> yes, that's exactly. Yes, what I was, was so because I, I thought you were gonna actually, yeah, I thought you're the, you're the guy that'll actually. Agree I also, I also told Norwegians, Ari that, yes, the Norwegians. I, told, I asked, I asked Ari if he knew anything about CRISPR with Christian Blumenfeld, and he didn't. But if he did, I would for <laughs> sure expose it on here. On. <laughs> something's happening. No, uh, so this is like genetic manipulation of these athletes yeah. at a young That's age the next where step. they're just like, yep, they come through and they're going to be good because they've been built to be good. That 100% is my, my like opinion of what we're going to find out like 40 years from now is that there are athletes right now competing in the Olympics, I guarantee that have been... Eh. I, you think Russia wouldn't at some no, no, point no. Like I mean, mess around with maybe this? Maybe they're, they're playing with the idea of this, but this is who knows if they're successful. The this is, this is like the aliens are playing with the genes, I think. The I, aliens I come down in their spaceships. They abduct these Scientology. guys. Scientology, yes. Yes, and Scientology. <laughs> Don't be suspicious. <laughs> it's, a, it's a whole new level of suspicion. We should so, do just like a side podcast, a 15-minute of me and Matt just going off on like the deepest conspiracy theories in endurance sports. Yeah. Well, I mean... Ten years ago, they were able to like splice things into mice that just make them superhuman, yeah. like be able to just run and run and run and not yeah. stop. Yeah. Like that was that they've and been able think, to do that for a long oh, time. Oh, and you think that there aren't countries that are like, "Yep, we're turning we're our, we are plugging this into somebody." This is <laughs> yeah. So you know which countries? You know, United States. Man, I'll tell we're you what. Playing the same card. Uh, Slovenia got Slovenia randomly got fast really out of good. nowhere. That's Nor <laughs> Nor Norway. Seems like Norway. what are you doing? Why yeah. are you guys so fast all of a sudden? And it's the same town in Norway. Some weird Bergen, stuff yeah. is going on there. It's like uh -huh. this small fishing town. Wasn't that kind of like Camus Cross Country for a long time, though, <laughs> Mr. Matt LeGrand? Uh -huh. Weren't and you guys known for crushing? We're known for our CRISPR. And let's add something lab. about the water in Camus. Yeah. The Camus CRISPR lab. What really is going on in the paper mill in Camus, <laughs> Washington? <laughs> That's not a paper they mill. They've been producing paper at higher rates, but there are a lot of fast cross country runners. Yeah. <laughs> Toilet paper. This and could be. Do you ever see like the National Geographic like aliens things where they're like. It could yes. be, you know, yeah, it, it might so not funny. be aliens, but it could be. But we it could could do it. Yeah. Everything is like this. Yeah, there's perfectly good explanation for this. Or, or aliens. <laughs> so, real quick, you know Lance Armstrong all too well, and we've He's all a talked. Wonderful guy. Yeah. He's a wonderful Thank guy. Yeah. Exactly. And we were all enthralled with him while in the moment. And then it came out that obviously he was, you know, doping and all that other fun stuff. But they've they've also Wait, come what? up. Exactly. <laughs> they've, they've come out and said just what he was holding was not humanly possible. And they, they've, they've shoved right. this down the throat. Not humanly possible to hold this many watts per kilogram. It's too much. It's too high. It's, it's beyond. It's not It's not, uh, not possible. And then Pogacha did the same thing, thing a little bit more. Can I play devil's advocate Go for, for it. I'm curious. Okay. Because uh, I, I want to know. Is there Just did a deep dive on Peter Titia's um, Alex Hutchinson review, who's the guy who wrote Endor. Okay. What a great book. Anybody oh, yeah, who yeah. loves endurance sports, read Endor. Uh, Alex Hutchinson's incredibly well-researched amazing mind in endurance sports. Um, 
he was talking about his prediction on the two, sub two hour marathon. Mm -hmm. He said it was going to take, I think, like 40 or 50 more years right. from when he made the prediction. Mm -hmm. uh, yep. At that time, the record was 202 and change. It was uh, one of the, Ken I forget, one of the very Ken fast Kenyans at that time. It was like 202.30. So it was going to be a two minute and 30 mm -hmm. second drop. Huge drop at that point. Sure. But we're talking about these speeds. This is massive. Uh, he was wrong and he had gone through a massive load of research to quote unquote prove that it was even possible. There was mm -hmm. still a lot of the exercise physiology world that said he was crazy and that, no, we will not go under the two hour. Yeah, and his prediction was 40 or 50 years. I remember that. Yeah, so yeah. every time, and he, he was talking about this on the podcast. He said, uh, he said, understand that our guesses are based off of data that has happened. Mm -hmm. And there was even the time period where Roger Bannister went under the four minute barrier. At that time, they believed that was a hundred years away mm. from when he did it. Now, right when Roger Bannister did it, Matt knows this, what happened in the next couple of years? Like four other guys broke it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. In so the following year or two. I, yeah. I do think, yes, what Tade is doing right now from our physiologists, maybe from the McKelly Ferrari time period, might have mm -hmm. said, this is impossible. But what they are predicting at that time is off the data and knowledge we have in that day. Yeah. And I think what you see with a lot of these, especially world records, is you see like these times are all this certain thing, and then you have some guy come through yep, and does it, Kipchoge, and then you have these dips. You and then, know, and then the, the bar set there, and then you mm -hmm. have someone else come through, yep. Pogacha, and there's a dip, it's, it's, and it's it's, it's it weird. proves that you can do it. And at this <laughs> level, uh, uh, at this level of endurance sports, I think sometimes all it takes is Tade to put out numbers like this mm -hmm. for a team to be like, "That's what we have." Hey, you know what? We can take a 14 year old who's pretty darn motivated, and we can be that. And CRISPR. And CRISPR. And there you go. And and the the bar will just continue to move and continue yeah. to move and continue. So to move. if we rewind and we go back to say 1965. Sure. Yeah. Just because we're just talking about that. Yep. Maybe you take the most average cyclist in the pro peloton racing to Tour de France right now, and you know 100% that this guy's clean, but he's training. He's doing all the things. Yeah. You take him and you plug him into 1965. Is he a superhuman, super athlete, and he crushes everybody? Yes, Ooh. I think so. I would actually agree with that. I think so. So it would be that Because we're saying like they're training that they've done yeah. for their whole you know lifetime or whatever, and then you drop them in so, 1965. Yeah. Yep. So Tade Pogaccia is an alien from the future. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. really. Yeah. That's a, that's and that's and that's a, a great point. And this is, I, I always put this with a caveat because I know this is the NBA argument all the time whenever you're trying to compare eras. Yeah, is, that's true. That is no disrespect to every cyclist in the 1960s. Those guys were amazing mm -hmm. at that time. They're I great. mean, the tours were hard. Those guys were riding on, I mean, God, they had to like, Manually change and their take own this gears. bike for a ride. Yeah, oh, go take yeah. it for a ride. Right, we're yeah. looking at this old Bianchi. They're right drinking here. beer during the race. Yeah. I mean, are you kidding me? Like yeah. drinking a beer. Could you imagine nowadays if Tade Pogacar got handed a cold one? And he's like, "This is your recovery today, bud. <laughs> like this is it." <laughs> Yeah, so it's, it's... Rub this chloroform on your gums. Exactly. exactly. I just think, like, road conditions were bad, and they're on, yeah. you know, what are this, like, 17 mil tires? Like, they're pretty yeah. pretty narrow. Bike trainers weren't a thing. I mean, yeah, think no about now how specific we can be with it. Like... They didn't have Zwift. Bob I mean, Youngle's physiology... How they live like that? Bob Youngle's physiology yeah. would be an alien in 1965. Yeah. He would hit yeah. that climb at 140 pounds and just blow the and legs off of every single guy there. It would not be just crazy. the athlete, but look at the uh, the gear that they're using yeah, too. The gear, the nutrition, mm -hmm. the, you know, everything. It's yeah, it's pretty And could you so, imagine well, taking him on the bike and the nutrition know, was, he's on was, right now in 1965? <laughs> like, my god. Yeah. Yeah. Put them on like a little lower PSI because they were probably riding like 120 PSI at it that time were. up those climbs yeah. on 18 mil. <laughs> They're like, this is good. We got Bike computer and <laughs> a power meter and electronic shifting. Yeah, he's like pacing himself up the climb. Yeah. yeah, by the end, he's got a 20 minute lead going on. <laughs> I think he'd be comfortable in those packs. 
oh, he would be well under LT1 in those packs, that is for sure. But yeah, I, I, I agree. That's So every single time we see a prediction or make, so, you know, let's say uh, Michele Ferrari believed, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think it was, he believed that anything over seven watts per kilo is, don't be suspicious. You know, yeah, that's yeah, like, yeah. There, there's going to come a time where with the training and the youth programs coming through that, in theory, clean-ish, could you, you can achieve seven watts per kilo. We can still be suspicious, though, right? I will always be suspicious, okay. but yes. All right. Because I, yeah, I'm, I'm highly suspicious, suspicious of yes. these athletes. Yeah. It's okay to, it's okay to question it, though. Christopher. It's okay <laughs> yeah. to ask these questions. I mean, oh, yeah, I yeah. we fair. should be asking well, these questions. We should have them under a microscope. Endurance sports is yeah. so different than when you talk about doping as an endurance athlete fan. Like, we're all, like, lifelong endurance athlete fans. Yeah. It's part of the sport. And I, the problem is in ball sports. It's different. The, the The question of doping is almost like an honor thing. It's like, how dare you take steroids? Like that's against like the honor of America and baseball. McGuire, Sosa, oh my yeah. gosh! And you, it's like, it's different in endurance sports because in baseball you are never pushed to your physiological max mm-hmm. ever. And I treat baseball about, players. What about, and soccer? I what about soccer? No, no. Come on, God, no. Never in soccer. Come on, you're a soccer player. You didn't push no. hard. I'm not going to defend in soccer. You no, sprint. Those guys are, no, you sprint. They're, 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 they to are, they get super tired during soccer. Don't get me wrong, but I know plenty of soccer players. As soon as they try to distance run in any way, they're like, wow, this is what actually pushing feels like. Yeah. It's a different world. Uh, same thing in football, same thing in basketball, not to take away. Those are incredibly skill-based and difficult sports. Football is basically getting in a car accident over and over again. Mm-hmm. It, these are brutal sports. So, but there is a, an honor code in those sports. That is, you do not take that advantage, that take that step across the line. And then you are blacklisted if you do. So it is. It's different in those sports. I do now. Are they? Yes, I do. Yeah, I, they're they all are. definitely. And they, I, I think it's. They're even, not all. I don't think. So. I think it's even more accepted that in those sports where it's just like, yeah, no. we're all. No, I think. I, I, I think endurance sports is different. I think in endurance sports, you're you're at that very top level. Okay. They all realize going to your physiological max is yep. incredibly taxing over and over and over again. That sensation is not in ball sports. There's. Yes, they are tired. What was it, Kellen Winslow Sr., whatever, getting dragged off the field after you know, after a double overtime football game. Yes, he's very tired. He is not Vingago at the end of right. that climb it's where different he muscle. cannot move. Yeah. It's different muscles. It's different endurance muscle fibers. Is, it's, yes. it's, 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 endurance yeah. sports is designed. In football, you really shouldn't be pushing to your max over and over again because you gotta you you have to be able to produce for you an have entire to recover game and go again and recover. Yeah. Well, it's it's not the way the sport's designed. Literally, cycling is designed to where you might die at the end of this yeah, race. You like, literally empty a, the yeah, tank. Yeah. yeah, this is like you will get everything out of you. That is the sport. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is very endurance focused. You don't think you know if we if we flip the coin a little bit, you don't think something like HGH would help football players. Oh, no, it does. I mean, Absolutely. But I'm, but I'm saying there's a different mindset in that sport to where once totally. you cross that line, I think it's a much harder blacklist within the actual elite community. You think someone gets blacklisted for using HGH in yes. football? Yes, Whereas, I think so. like, you don't think the team trainers are like, no, you need to be on this. Uh, I think there are some teams that probably cross that line. I don't think the grand majority of the NFL is. I'm sure somebody listening to being like, Evan doesn't know what he's talking about there. But I do, I, I I do love I looking at doping in different sports. I do love looking at this. I know in soccer you get very because there's been there have been doping positives in soccer before and it is not good. Oh, it is like it's you're you're in trouble. Same thing in the NBA. N- NBA gets very. I have a friend of mine who is a physical therapist in the NBA and I actually asked him this question before, yeah. and he told me he's like, as far as I know, on our team zero. He's like, that would yeah. be. He knows the doctor we personally, like the actual team like doctor. We know he's a ton of doctors is. for the Trailblazers, right? I mean, yeah, that's that's not them. a thing in the NBA, at least from yeah. what he knows with 
the team he is on. Interesting. Say names or anything like that, Suspicious. But yeah. Interesting. Mm. Interesting. I don't trust anyone. <laughs> <laughs> so Tade, clean? Oh, man. Yeah. Is CRISPR clean? I don't yeah. know. Is CRISPR not clean? CRISPR, it's not against the rules. No, is, there no rule rule, against is there a rule in UCI that you yeah, get genetically People done. might not know what CRISPR means. Yeah. It's like how G- they can gene manipulation. It's, it's yeah. a, so basically, I think that they, they use a virus that goes and adjusts your genes, your actual yeah. DNA. Right. I, I'm, I'm not it's, a geneticist, it's crazy. so I don't know the yeah. specifics. So they, yeah, it's they genetic piggyback. manipulation. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do I? I'm gonna say yes. I think Tade Pogacar is clean. I think so. Too. By the rules, by the I believe yeah. Tade Pogacar. By the current UCI rules at the in the That's year 2022, yeah. I believe there's Tade Pogacar. Probably some clean. fringe stuff out there that we don't know that could technically be walking that ethical line yep. that yeah. they're probably I, using. I, there definitely is. Yeah, but again, on gas. What's that? Yeah, Zenon exactly. gas. Zenon. Thank you. I think they actually. Yeah. Um, they actually. I think it's on the ban list now. They banned that yeah. one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Just eats a ton of beets. Are beets big beets, in Slovakia? So many beets. They're so big. Slovenia. 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 Yeah. Probably big in Slovakia, Slovakia too. Peter, yeah. Peter, yeah, takes those. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I got corrected on the Slovenia-Slovakia thing from our friend uh, David Barna. <laughs> he's oh, actually Barna, he, he's, he's over there that? right yeah. now. Yeah, so I was going to say he's from he's, Hungary, but he's yeah. always kind of schooling me on it's all the that same stuff. area. Yeah. He has great knowledge of European geography, I'm sure. Well, he yeah. sure does. Huh? Yeah. I would hope so. He's from there. Yeah. All right. Well, um, going forward, any hot takes on the tour going forward in this next week? So We've got a lot of climbing MVP coming up, boys. drops out. <laughs> I'll take a hotter take. MVP will win a stage in this year's Tour de France. So I, actually, the real climbing finally starts yes. this week. But there are a couple moving some, stages still, and I yeah, think MVP yeah, will win a moving stage day stage oh, this year. I think it's going to be a real – the no moving chance. stages, I think there might be some real sprinters left. Another hot take is Bog Youngles will not finish the Tour de France. Ooh. Yep. No, I truly believe that. Bob well, some of the bigger teams finish. work with each other to help neutralize. No. Toddy? Toddy, yep. They're going to do the same thing they're doing right now. I agree. No, because as we talked about, should they? Yes. Will they? No. Who will it yeah. benefit? It'll benefit Ineos. Yes. Which is already very strong. Uh, so is Jumbo. Jumbo's good, yeah. And Jumbo has, like, Sepp Kuss hasn't even worked yet. He's this week. His job starts oh, wait, this week. Job. I, think, I got a job. <laughs> I'm pretty sure all the teams know, though, deep down, that Vinga goes the only guy who can go with Tade. Yeah. So what everybody's fighting for is second and third. They know Ineos knows that deep down. Ineos knows that G is not going to beat Tade Pogaccia in this tour. Or Vinga go. Don't yeah. you think? No, I, I, like I they're, agree. They're so really, Ineos is not going for second. Third. Everyone wants that third, third spot. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And it's Ineos. So why like would Ineos work with Jumbo Visma when they know you already got second place locked up? I'm not trying to work with your guy who's going to destroy G on some last climb. That's who, one of these days, G's getting dropped by Vinga Go and Tade, yeah. of course. Yeah. Oh, on some of these big, long climbs. Yeah, of so course he's going this to. week, um, we're recording on Monday. Tuesday is a hilly stage. Yeah. Um, a bunch of twos and threes. Let's go MVP. I like I like this one for you. <laughs> this is right up. This is right Wednesday up his, is a know. mountain stage. If there, MVP wins, can we just can I quit the podcast <laughs> for two days just as a retirement Wednesday, thing? Just be like, I'll go out on top with an MVP. On, on two? <laughs> no, we'll so go Thursday. Brett Favre retirement here. <laughs> Wednesday on this week. Wednesday, there's two HC climbs: the Galibier and okay. the oh, yes. Col du Grenon. Yeah, that's, that's, that's Wednesday. That is insane. Thursday is not Vontu. What? Oh, it's the Galibier again from the other direction. Jeez. Oh, man. And then it's the Col de la Croix de Fier. Yeah, the Fier. And then Alpe d'Huez. Three oh, HC climbs on Thursday. Thursday is also... Thursday is the day. That's the Queen's Day. It's, it's the day. It's also Bastille Bob Day. Yo- Bob oh. Youngles drops out of the tour <laughs> 
on that day is my hot take. Who's gonna, who's gonna win on stage? Best Deal Day? Who's oh, gonna win on yeah. who's gonna win Best Deal okay, Day? Okay, okay, so let's let's so make this all our lives. Nothing this. else matters. It will not be a Frenchman. Okay. Uh there will be definitely French guys obviously going for it on Best Deal Day like they always do. I'm I'm gonna say this is such a boring take. But this Pogacha is going to yeah. destroy that stage. I was going to say the He's same going thing. To what if you put in like two or three minutes? Vingago will try yeah. to go with minutes him on and somebody. only drop at the end. Vingago will probably lose like a minute maybe on him at most. Ooh. Everybody else will be fighting for second, third, the rest so of the So if it were just Vingago and Pogacha to go head-to-head on the stage, yep. no other teams around, yep. who wins by how much? Pogacha by a minute. By only a minute, huh? By only a minute, though. I'd say, and it's going to be at the very. It's going to be the last like three, four k, I think. So Alpe d'Huez, it's it's fourteen kilometers. It's eight percent. It's it's, mm-hmm. it's lots of switchbacks. It's a long ways, and it does actually favor more of a climber like Vingago because if you think of who holds the records up, that's Marco Pantani. Now Marco Pantani was known as a spicy climber. You know, he would attack, settle, attack, settle, attack, settle, because that's how that climb kind of develops. It's flat on the straight, not flat. It calms down the straightaways, yeah. spikes up on the turns. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. Okay, and this is... so. And then you hit the village, and it flattens a little bit before it kicks up again for the yeah. finish. Yeah. So yeah. Vingago will be able to stay with him for a while, but those repetitive blasts of the legs well, are going to... He's going to pay Did they make that point. after the that thing on Zwift, Alp to Zwift? Is that where they made that? Is that what they... I think they in theory, them? but yeah. the problem with the <laughs> Alp to Zwift is that it's very steep in the middle like section. It's kind of the opposite, okay. too. And the then turns it flattens are, yeah. at the turns, but I don't yeah. think that's how Alp Duez actually goes. Yeah. Being somebody who has not climbed Alp Duez. The other thing is, is I think it'll be a, a very important to see who gets to the base of the climb. I think it'll be... Because there's two huge climbs before that. I think it'll be a very whittled down peloton. It'll be super small at that point. I mean, who's got teammates at the it, bottom it, of Alptuez? Rafa, Rafa Mica will be Rafa with Mica for sure. Pogacha. I think, as much as I'd love to say Brandon McNulty be with him, I think that stage is a little too much for McNulty. Yeah, maybe Sepp Kuss will be I with. I think Sepp will be with Roglic. And Roglic. With Ro- I think Sepp and Roglic. I, I think Roglic is going to get dropped on that. Before uh, the start yeah. of the hill? Yeah, before no, the Alptuez. No, no, no. I, I think so. He's doing great. He's actually. only two minutes back. He is, but having a shoulder go out like that, he's This is the great. only reason I'm saying that is I think he's going off <laughs> raw. You think he's hurting? I, I, I think he's hurting. You I, think, I think he drops? You think he drops out before that? If he's hurting bad enough. No, I think he'll make it to that stage. I just don't think he'll have the, the juice. Okay. Yeah. He's only two minutes down on the I, leaders. I could be 100% Rogers. wrong, and Rogers could win that stage, but I, I, I think he will not be with the whittled-down peloton at the base of the Alpe d'Huez in that stage. Wow. Disagree. Bold move. Bold, bold statement. Take. I like it. Rogers goes on to win the tour. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon McNulty wins that stage. McNulty <laughs> <laughs> wins the stage. Pino, I would be Pino's a close second pumped. and makes his way to the podium. Yes. <laughs> well... That ought to be interesting and a fun one to watch. That's going to be. Is that we the have toughest like, stage of the modern era? Yeah, we should have like a get together. We need to have. I mean, like they a had Thursday the double Alpe d'Huez once, but like, I mean, that stage is the other side of the Galbier and Alpe d'Huez in the same stage. And the and Croix, the de, Croix de, de Fleur. Yeah, it looks amazing. Beer, yeah. Oh I feel gosh. like we should watch that one somehow. Yeah. It'll well, be I put that out there as an option. If you boys are up for it Thursday, I have cross country practice. At what time? Nine. Nine. It probably finishes. It'll right. probably finish just before that. Yeah. But that's like it'll be tricky to get you know Not a podcast, podcast going or whatever. No, it whatever. would be perfectly fine. I know of a den okay. that's really close to where I could, uh, live, that's true. Yeah. I could be live streaming talking about it from home. I think actually. Yeah. Well, I'm sure that people yeah. don't need to listen to us uh, plan they, a plot and scheme no, what we're going to do on Thursday, they but do. potentially. <laughs> 
Maybe. We You'll might hear cool. us. We might record on Thursday, on Thursday morning. Too. Sweet. That'll be fun. That'll be fun. Cool. All right. Well, let's put a pin in that until Thursday, and let's do one last thing real quick, because I know that people got places to go and people to see. Mm-hmm. Evan. Okay. My one last thing. This Oh, this weekend I will be doing the Grass Vista Loop on Sunday twice on a mountain bike because I need to learn how to ride my mountain bike good in the next couple weeks. You got it. A couple <laughs> weeks. How to ride that mountain bike gooder. Are it's you just going to ride the good. gravel roads or are you going to ride the single track? Uh, Ed wanted us to ride the single track, but I think D- David wants to keep it as a two-loop gravel so that me and him can actually refuel at one point because then I'm going to be in like 75 miles with a lot of gravel in that so it's gonna be like a six hour day for us and david i think wants to get it's his like, nutrition pattern down yeah so um it's we're like probably gonna do that feet per loop oh i know trust me yeah <laughs> it's gonna i'm be not i'm not worried about like i mean i i am more concerned about the just if it's gonna be hot throughout the yeah. day for for me yeah. but i'm i'm gonna have fun it, it, it's gonna be a blast How saturday looks good like 80s uh it's here. gonna be sunday for us but still yeah like uh, the, the weekend overall um, but that loop that you're talking about or adding stuff like that, Ed gave me a really cool route. That's like 70 and 9,000 feet of elevation gain. Mm. Same area kind of he, he, you know, Ed's master of yeah. piecing together plans. That is one I actually want to do definitely this summer or spring or, uh, fall though. So anybody who is wanting to join on that, that would be fun. Sweet. Ed has the route. I would almost want Ed to post up the route. Maybe we could 70 like miles and 9,000 feet of climbing. 9,000 feet. I think I need to look back at Ed's route. Wow. Ed, Ed, correct me if I'm wrong. But yeah. Cool. Yeah. Spicy right. route. On. Have fun doing that. Be safe. Mm-hmm. Riverside down, please. Yes. Mr. Matt Legrand, what you got, bud? I got nothing. I mean, I'm always posting videos to the YouTubes. I got some watch videos coming up, I think. I actually don't know. I've got to figure out this week. I usually try to post one video per week, and sometimes I scramble around to put something together. <laughs> I have a lot of watches that I'm reviewing. I'm still open water swimming on all of these watches. So eventually I need to get that video out the door because I'm excited about that one. But it can't be this week because I just don't think I'll have time to put all that data together. So so one video per week. Yes. And you've been doing that for three and a half years now? Yeah. I think so. Have you missed a week yet? Not yet. Wow. Yeah. That's impressive. I mean, I put out, I put out two two or three videos in some weeks. I think my record is like five videos in one week or something like that when you just have lots to talk about. But usually it's one video per week and usually I scramble and usually it's like Sunday or Saturday. I'm like, get it out, get it out the door, get something. <laughs> so We need to, we, we got some fun ideas coming up. We can. Yeah. We're right. talking about doing some stuff, some, you know, kind of pro triathlon training days or. Collabs, you know. Or whatever. Yeah. Or we'll do whatever, or maybe like what what gear would a pro pick if he could pick anything kind of yeah. stuff. I think that'd be fun. Watch people swim with a lot of watches on their woodchuck back. Yep. Thing going on in there. How much wood would a woodchuck wood, chuck? Woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood. You need to play that that card. Comparing with the open watch watches <laughs> over <laughs> and over and over again. <laughs> that one is yeah. That's what I'm doing right now. I'm probably. 12 watches in and I probably need to test total of 30 watches or something crazy like that. I mean, it's stupid. That's a lot. A lot of of swimming. Yep. A lot of loops. Yep. One last thing. Uh, I'm just going to try to keep my salsa down all week. (laughs) Are you sure? (laughs) I'm not sure if I'll be able to. I'm going to try not puke on myself. I'm going to try not to (laughs) puke on myself. got to get this salsa to the starting line of the the next (laughs) KOM. Exactly. I'll get it out there. It'll be there for you. And then when you take on that KOM, it'll be there. Market sandwich chicken Caesar wrap. It'll stay down on your ride. Thank you, Market. I got nothing. Nothing. There's a lot of racing this week. There is. There's Portland Short Track Short Track tomorrow. And PIR, the road racing. Road race. The same venue, the same day. Correct. Which kind of. And then Mount Tabor on Wednesday. On Wednesday. Oh, it's yeah. the last one of the season. 
Oh, that's the last Mount Tabor? It is. It's oh, wow. number six, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Saturday, there is the, the High there. Cascades 100, 100? Yep. which is a 100-mile mountain bike race. I don't know why you're not doing that to prep for a closer. Kit, man, I don't know. This wasn't my idea. This <laughs> is in Bend. You could have gone to Bend instead of going all right? the way to tell Yeah, kid, are you listening to this right now? Why aren't we going <laughs> to Bend? The High Cascades 100 <laughs> is this Saturday. Also, the Ochoco... Uh, gravel wow. race. It's yep. a two-stage gravel race. That happens this weekend in the Prineville, Oregon area. So there's a bunch of racing happening. Why Racing week. has their Hag Lake triathlon this weekend. Oh, yeah. They do. Right. And then have I the know Chris is going to be so mad at me. I'm not able to make Hag Lake this year. I'm sorry. Yeah. I have to be able to do this right. And also, um, oh, my extra one last thing. Maddie and uh, Maddie oh, yeah. Wick and Natalie Moser are racing a draft legal race in Monroe, Monroe yep. on Saturday. So that's actually where I'm going to be on Saturday is okay. up uh, so coaching. You're going to do that on Saturday and then ride long on Sunday here. Yes. Okay. I will be going up and hanging out with my brother and doing a run with Ari on oh, Saturday. Uh, Nico's going to kayak while we swim, actually, I think. Oh, cool. And then um, I, I will drive back down here Saturday evening and then do the ride on Sunday. Sweet. Yeah. Cool. That's so, why I'm not a hag lake, Chris. I'm sorry. Who's going to do any of these races this week with me? <laughs> with you? I'm going to do it. I'm going to do What should Jake do? Hag lake triathlon. Jake's going to do short track. Short track? Okay. And I'm toying with the idea of going out to Mount Tabor. Toying with it. Yeah, you should. I think you should do Tabor, yeah. It's the last one. I've never yeah, done Tabor, do Tabor before. My vote, do Tabor. Hag Lake Triathlon. I won't be here. Oh. So, sorry. You're going camping? Oh, you're going camping. I'm going camping, camping. Good. Yep. Good. 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 Timothy Lake. I actually oh, that's saw pretty that lake. in Trent Peaks this morning, so I knew where Jake was going. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Dudlick is going to be down there as well. Yeah, He's exactly already cooked he up a couple <laughs> routes for us, so that should be a lot of fun. And yep. trying to convince Lance to maybe come down I'm, as well. I'm trying to make that happen, too. That would be awesome. Yeah. Oh, we, that would be fun. I talk, yeah. talked with my wife last night, and we seem to think that we can make another van fit in the two spots that we have. So cool. two campsites. and All right, that's it for uh, one last thing. We will be back maybe Thursday, maybe next week. Who knows? But, you know, if you just pay attention to your phone and look for that little notification, you'll there see you that something comes up. Subscribe. Like and subscribe. Like subscribing. Hit the notification bell so you smash <laughs> that subscribe button. So we do appreciate y'all listening. We'll be back uh, soon. Until then, bye for now.